Hey everyone, we'll get back to the podcast in a second, but first, I have a new novel out, Holtman Arms. It follows Colvin Hall, an aspiring writer who decides to write a romance novel on a whim, sends it to a publisher, and it becomes a huge success. The only problem is, no one knows it's him because he writes under the pen name Mary Ballantyne. With all of the money and none of the fame, Colvin longs for the world to recognize his accomplishments. When he gets an opportunity to write a freelance article on a washed-up 90s pop star looking for a comeback, that recognition starts to come, but is it all he hoped for? It doesn't matter, because he's getting it whether he likes it or not. Holtman Arms is the second in my author's cycle after A Girl and a Gun, and like that previous novel, it explores themes of success and accomplishment in the 21st century. You can buy it now through Amazon in paperback or on Kindle. The link is in the podcast description. As always, thanks for your support. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Direct to Video Connoisseur podcast. As always, this is Matt here, and I am joined once again by a frequent collaborator to the show, Ty from Comeuppance Reviews. Welcome back, hey, Ty. I'm back for more Brute Stock. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the last one we did was pretty well received. I think people were, were oh, good. Really good to kick out of it. So yeah. I know we, we kind of dug the format and thought, hey, why don't we try to do some more? And there's like no shortage of Bruce Willis out there. Um, no, there's a Bruce- lot to choose from still. Exactly. So we thought, hey, why don't we, you know, pick two more Dolphs that are, or sorry, not Dolphs, uh, two more Bruce Willis's that are available <laughs> on streaming. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll chat about a couple of those. So the movies we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Wrong Place, which is on Hulu right now, and then Corrective mm. Measures, which is on Tubi. And then at the end, we're actually, we, we both saw Section 8, the new Dolph Scott Adkins movie. So we're going to yeah. chat a little bit about that as well. And we also may have a special guest who might join us to chat about that one. I, I can't wait. So it's like, that's <laughs> funny. We talked about Section 8 or about watching it last we did these Bruce uh, podcasts. We did it about November. So Yeah, because I think uh, you had seen it on AMC+. Plus. Oh, I think I did. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I thought I watched it, like, I think I did watch it about a month ago then. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you saw it on it. And then what happened with me, um, Xfinity is doing this deal right now where mm. for the month of December, and I, I completely forgot to turn it on today as we're, as we're chatting, but um, you you mm. you... you with the, they have this thing called Xfinity Rewards. I think um, they, the cable company wanted to get in on you... like Taco Bell Rewards or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, I want to crunch wrap Supreme. You know, right. Exactly, on that, right. You know. They all want to do that kind of thing. So, yeah. so <laughs> their Xfinity Rewards is for this month, if you can get one rental for a dollar every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I rented, I, I, I took advantage of that to see Section 8 as well. I think it was like nice. $3.99. So I got it for a dollar. Um, That's a good so, deal. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it could be a doll for a dollar. It's kind of like we have something here in Connecticut, like dinner for a dollar, like for like poorer folks at the churches and stuff. 
Oh yeah. Dinner for a dollar. You know, it's like and there's like a picture of some spaghetti sauce or whatever. But it's like so yeah, we see it all all around town. That makes me laugh. Doll for a dollar. That would be amazing, like if there was like a, a deal, like what? Because you know, I mean, right now he has two movies out, right? He's got um, that are available for rent, I think, Section Eight, and then Operation Seawolf. So it's like, yeah, you didn't have a chance to watch that, right? No, I haven't seen that one yet. So Either. again, you know, we'll kind of see how the weekend goes because it it might be if my my wife sometimes will grab the dollar rental um mm. for herself to get to to watch something. So um, if she grabs it, then then it's out. But and like usually around Sunday, I'll see if she hasn't used it by Sunday night, then I know huh. I'm safe to to grab it myself. And uh, oh, okay. Because what does she try to put on? Like uh, some a romantic thing. No, she right now she's doing Christmas things. So I think I think we were oh, thinking we had mentioned this last time. She she did Home Alone last weekend. Oh, um, oh, yeah. the classic Home Alone with Kevin Kevin the murderer McAllister. Yes, so exactly. like, <laughs> so someone made a point that it's almost a diehard movie in a way, right? You know what? Um, it's actually a pretty good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like he's he's in his one location and he's taking out the baddies with anything he can. It's just the same baddies over and over again. It's just the <laughs> web bandits. Right, you know, exactly. Like, He's not not picking people off. So you gotta um, give it up to Daniel Stern for like making a career of just falling on things and getting hit by things in the '90s. You know, look at Bushwhack. That's basically the whole movie. He just gets hit by trees and whatever and kids. It's not a bad movie actually, and he plays another like criminal. Right, so, right. Like, it's like almost like he. It's like Joe Pesci. Was was like bringing like the star power to it, and he just like, well, no, he's gonna still do his, you know, New York accent, yeah, like, like tough guy kind of roles, whether it's the super or got good fellas, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, or gone fishing, or eight heads in a duffel bag, or uh, right. what's the other one? I can oh, um, well, Whip Honors is a serious drama, so yes. like, <laughs> yes, exactly. because you know he's a bum, but he has a has a bum beard, and he goes to Harvard, so it's very exciting. He lives in the uh, <laughs> Was he living the 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 heater section of the Harvard? Or whatever? Yeah, he just lives he just lives there, in the furnace or whatever. Yeah. Just like he doesn't live in a furnace, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it had the Madonna so, song right on the the. I remember. Wait, which like, <laughs> I don't remember that part. I usually tune out Madonna. Yeah. What, did he sing it or something? No, no, it was like a, like it was like that was part of the um the thing, right? It was like. I remember, <laughs> you know, because I remember the video had like scenes, because like, right, like Brendan Fraser, right? Is he in yeah, it? Yeah, Brendan Fraser yeah. and the Pester. Yeah, and so like, so like the video was like her singing, like uh -huh. I think she was like like in a nightclub kind of thing singing. I can't remember, but then mm -hmm. it's like interspersed with clips of like you know like Brendan Fraser and and Joe Pesci yucking it up from the movie, you know, the way they right. do that with those and the videos. Let me get. I've seen the movie, but I'm assuming there's a shot where he you know he looks whimsy, you know, he has yes. full of whimsy. Uh, oh, yes. He looks up and he has a beard. He goes through the grate or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I think that is a shot, or I'm making that up. But Whip yeah. Honors, time for the Whip Honors podcast. Right. Our special guest is Joe Pesci. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's like. <laughs> Hey, what are you guys doing over there talking about? I, 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 I didn't prepare a good Pesci. Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah. Just, the thing about one more thing I want to mention about Home Alone and Dan Stern, as I call him, is that uh, yeah, I watched about a couple minutes of Home Alone two, and McAllister throws a brick from a high distance at onto Daniel Stern. Yeah, it would destroy your ribs. Yeah, or kill you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. My my, my wife and I were watching um, this movie um, called. Um, Oh, now I can't think of the name. It's got Laura Dernan. Let me, let me see if I can look it up. It's like Citizen oh, Ruth is what it's called. Oh, that, yeah. It's, yeah. And um, a there's movie. a scene at the end of the movie where she's trying to escape the abortion clinic because mm -hmm. she's stealing the money. And because um, she, she knows yeah. she had a miscarriage, but she wants to get the money for the abortion anyway. Mm -hmm. 
And she takes this, the cover off the toilet seat and drops it on this guy who's below. And it was like, really like jarring. It was like, oh man, like he dropped that on his head. And you're right. It's like, like these movies and these things. And I, I think my, my friend made a comment about it was, um, was it prom night two, I think with, um, Michael Ironside. Yeah. Hello, Mary Lou. Hello, Mary Lou. Yeah. Where, where like somebody gets whacked in the back of the head and knocked out. And my buddy was like, you know, if that happened in real life, you could like, it, it would like either kill the person or like, like do some serious damage to them. And it's like in a movie, you just, it just, eh, just knocks them out and you know, they wake up a little later with a bit of headache and like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this takes some, well, I guess liquid gels weren't invented yet. Right. Back yeah, in the nineties, right. I don't think. I don't, yeah. think. I don't think they were around. They're, that's a newer drug. I yeah. yeah. Like but, fentanyl. Well, I mean, fentanyl's probably been around for a while, but you yeah. hear it a lot now. Yeah, I never stopped hearing about fentanyl. No, it's the new it thing. And yeah. um, it, it's 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 like the new like scare everybody thing, I think. It's yeah. right. Like, it, yeah. And um, I was going to mention that. I think they mentioned fentanyl in wrong place, which you could jump right into. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Because well, there's meth, I think. They're meth. Oh, it's meth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so wrong place. All right. So this one is on, on Hulu. Um, yeah. Yeah. Popped uh, like up, a, like, yeah. Cause I, how I watched it was like, Hey, look, you liked American siege and a day to die. How about wrong place? Like, uh, all right. <laughs> see, see, I, cause I think you've already seen gasoline alley, right? I did. Yes. Yes. That's why you don't. So, so for me, I have not seen gasoline alley yet. So Hulu is just keeps cramming gasoline alley on. So maybe the next mm. podcast, maybe we'll have to do that one because every time I watch a Willis film, it's just like, hey, watch Gasoline Alley. Hey, have you seen Gasoline Alley yet? You know, you'd like <laughs> yeah, I Gasoline know. Alley. He's like, I already watched it, but it still puts it on me too after you watch Wrong Place. Like, did you oh, watch Gasoline that. Alley? I even know I watched it. <laughs> right. So, so even that, so even then, it's like, yeah, they're trying to give you that. So, yeah, so Wrong Place. It's it's directed by this guy Mike Burns, who did another Willis film. Yeah, Out of I, Death. Yes, which is very similar to this movie. Yeah, and I did that one for that solo one yeah. that I did. I gotta say, between the two, I think out of death. I think, I think um, before maybe before I get, I'll, I'll do the synopsis here in a second. But I think sure. between Jamie King and um, Ashley Green, I think Jamie King does a better job in these kinds of movies. Um, I, I don't have know, to it, agree because it's like a, almost a sequel or a prequel to Out of Death or even American Siege. Right. It doesn't have our buddy Fake Nepper, you know. No, which we could have used. We could have used some Fake Nepper in this. This, yeah. this could have used a lot of things. So I guess I'll, I'll do a quick synopsis here. Yeah, um, go ahead. I just want to say Timothy V. Murphy. You know, the, the court case isn't settled yet. Right. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is um, this takes place in Alabama. Um, Bruce mm-hmm. Willis is a police captain who finds out his daughter Ashley Green has cancer, and so he and his wife go out and they tie one on. Um, they, uh, they don't really tie one on. He just maybe has yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's another issue wine. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that it was very, you know, wasn't very shot. It shouldn't shot or written well. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what the heck was going on. Yeah. I was like, what? You're at right. a bar, but it's all shot in this weird darkness. Yeah, they were at, like, like, I guess, an Italian restaurant that was like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they, it had the, it had, I think it had the tablecloth, that that red and yeah. white checker. T- yeah. <laughs> um, so go ahead. on the way, on the way home, they hit a deer wife dies um a year later he's we find out he's a disgraced former ca- captain who's working security at a pawn shop um wrong place wrong time he's out back um and he happens to catch out, out behind the pawn shop which i guess the the pawn shop is made out of corrugated metal i i don't <laughs> yeah I didn't that didn't look like a pawn shop to me it looked like some right. sort of weird like old like, like, yeah. like an old hut it looked like, like you see some- <laughs> 
exactly. I don't know what that was. Like, it was like an old hut from like Star Wars. That's what it looked like. <laughs> right, exactly. So out behind there, um, uh, uh, these two meth cookers, um, one of them is played by Masi Furlon, who's of Italian descent. And the other one is Michael Ciro, who you may remember as the sheriff from Out of Death. Um, he's yes, the son. I'm... Yeah. They, they get chase the same it. kind of uh, stable of actors to drop by in these things. Yeah, they just kind of get their crew and they just kind of call them up and say, hey, um, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we shot a Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that Virgil you're talking about, this evil guy? Yes. Yeah, Virgil. Yeah. And um, so there's this um, – they, they've chased down this other meth dealer who I guess has been stiffing them. And um, he's played by this – he's this kind of doughy, bearded guy. And um, yeah. Bruce Willis witnesses them shoot him. And um and so then Bruce Willis arrests um Virgil, but the, the the gun was 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 thrown into the woods and the son grabbed the gun and 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 hit it. So now Bruce Willis is the only tie between this guy's murder and but he's the only thing that can tie him to the murder. So if Bruce Willis is dead, then there's no murder. So now the son needs to kill Bruce Willis. At the same time, Ashley Green, the daughter, she's coming back to visit with her girlfriend, um, played by Stacey Danger, which uh, I guess is an apt name. For, That's an um, awesome name, with, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it um, was Matt Danger. That's what he had. Yeah. It's, it, it, doesn't it sound like it would be like a Nickelodeon like comedy? Yeah, it would be like a little kid and play, maybe played by <laughs> Amanda Bynes from the 90s, right. like Stacey Danger. <laughs> Stacey, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Other news: Stacey Danger after Keenan and Kel. You know, it's yeah, like I can totally see that. Yeah. yeah it would be exactly. like a goofy kids show that we would like maybe watch when we were kids or right. teenagers, and then like, hey, that was a good show. at Stacey Danger should be right. on DVD. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, oh, like that person from Stacey Danger is in this Bruce Willis movie or something like that. Like, you're exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> kind of like when you see like sometimes Kel Mitchell pop up in a couple of things. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to stuck in SNL for the rest of his life. Yeah, he's uh, become like, the, the Tim Meadows of of this group. Though I think he's even outlasted Tim Meadows, right? Like he's oh, yeah. longer than Tim Meadows. But... Tim Meadows. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a Tim Meadows one where I think I want to say it was like Adam Sandler, or no, maybe it was um um uh, I, 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 it was Adam Sandler. Somebody, somebody from the the cast came back on and. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Tim Meadows was there, and the, the person was like kind of walking through, meeting the new people. And then there's Tim Meadows, like, "Hey, Tim, were you are you guesting on this episode too?" And he's like, "No, I'm still in the cast." And, yeah, I think <laughs> I saw that. That was funny. Yeah, that's a good. I like Tim Meadows. I think, you know, he, I won't say he's like a one note person, but he does have that kind of way of speaking that's always kind of you know, yeah, <laughs> sarcastic. It just, but he pulls it off. You know, I I would like to see him maybe in a in a drama. Yeah, you know, they call him Timothy Meadows. Like you know, go ahead. Yeah, well, like, like for example, this movie with the the guy who takes over for the captain, uh, Texas yeah. Battle. Who um, I have, yeah, I wanted to mention that. Yes, yeah, because I've seen him in a lot of these Bruce movies, and that's an amazing name. It's like if your name was Afghan War. I actually just thought of that before he started recording, but yeah, it's like what could be similar to Texas Battle, Afghan War? <laughs> Afghan so, War. That's a that's a great idea. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because because Tim Meadows would be perfect in his his part, I think. Um, I, I think Tim Meadows probably wants to do drama. I'm not sure he could could he pull it off. I'm not sure, yeah. but I would like to at least see him try. The ladies' man. I mean, I think there's like one dramatic scene in it for like a second. Right. Right. Yeah. It yeah, is exactly. Julianne Moore's best work, by the way. <laughs> so let's not forget about that. Yes. No, forget all the other things. Forget shortcuts or boogie nights or something like that. Yeah. Nope. The ladies' man. Yeah. That, <laughs> Which plays that clown or whatever. Yeah, Why do I remember that? Which you, you know, had the gall to do it. You know, it's like, what you do it today? 
I doubt. Yeah, that's a good point. I think she's more more serious now, isn't yeah, she? There was that show on Apple TV. I forget the name of the show, but with Julianne Moore, so I guess it's probably okay. He has her and Clive Owen. If you oh, watch yeah. this, yeah, I haven't seen it. Did she have a British accent in it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> when I watched the Essex Serpent at Claire Danes on Apple TV, and it was a nice snooze. Yeah, I haven't so, been getting, digging into Apple TV as much. I did, sometimes I watch baseball games on there, but I know, um, yeah, they've got the different shows and everything. Yeah, I can only watch it in like a, a like my friend's house, so it's okay. like, well, I don't really get to watch it as much. And plus, I mean, I could watch um, what's that show? Has Ray Liotta and Blackbird? I hear thing, good things about that. Oh know? yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, that's the thing with these streaming things, right? It's like you've got to kind of. You know, some people like we we kind of. I was thinking the other day that we we had them all, but then it's like, yeah, you yeah. mentioned like Apple TV or AMC. It's like, well, we don't have those ones, so yeah, it's like yeah, it's hard was, to. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like it's hard to get them all. Like it's hard to like. There's always gonna be one that you're missing. <laughs> That's, <a good> point. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I remember when it was just Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Yeah, and we were all content with that. Right. Yeah. You know? And now it's everything, and you're trying to get to everything. Like AMC yeah. Plus, luckily we got to watch Section Eight, which we'll talk about. But we gotta go back to the wrong place. So, what's yeah. the rest of the well, plot? <laughs> well, so, so then yeah, get back to the, the, the Bruce Willis plot. So then, yeah. So then, um, what happens is, is this guy, um, the son, he shows up at Bruce Willis's house to kill him, and sees the daughter there with her friend, and Bruce isn't there. So he holds them hostage, and then uses Ashley Green to get the daughter. But of course. He's a bumbling criminal, and she's like a really smart hostage. So she's just constantly doing things to like, like make it difficult on him. And then of course Bruce Willis comes in, and he's making it difficult on him. And then eventually it kind of just all comes to a head, yeah. and it's you know everything kind of works out the way it's supposed to. I guess. Well, it's the problem with this this one. I think it's just, it's pretty mediocre through and yeah. through. Yes. Um, there was really nothing, absolutely nothing, really to hang your hand on. It needed the people from the movies you watched last time. Right. You know, Trevor Gretzky or Kevin Dillon. Yeah. So it's like... Well, because, you know, one of the things, too, you make a great point, because the characters that were in in, in, in um, American Siege, because that, that was my first thought when I when I started watching this. I was like, oh, this might be a good companion to American Siege. But... Yeah, that's right, exactly. Or out of death, for sure. Yeah, it's and like... it turns out it's not, because I think with American Siege, the characters that you have in the, um, the poor man's... Um, Morgan Freeman's house. Um, <laughs> What's that guy's you know, name again? I think I almost remember his name. I thought the like, character's name was like Keats, right, or something like that. Or Keats, yeah, yeah I love Keats. that. <laughs> yeah, good old <laughs> Keats. Yeah. But like those characters that were like in there, they weren't like fantastic, but they were good enough to. It, they kept your attention. Yeah, you know that's the thing. These characters in this movie, wrong place, are just like, eh. Like yeah. you just kind of wait for the movie to end. I hate to say that, but that's the problem with these Bruce Willis movies, you know. They're kind of written really poorly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the Ashley Green character was kind of annoying. She was just like, just would talk about how great she was all the time, it seemed like. Yeah, and then you got you got your fake uh, Trisha Yearwood and Carrie Underwood right. songs in the background. Yes, you know, it's like, yes, and your And your fake Edwin McCain. What's yes. right? <laughs> yes. yeah, like, none, none of that helped anything. No, um, I laugh when I hear fake Edwin McCain. Just like... <laughs> yeah, I think like the the, the Virgil character, the Massey Furlow, he might have been a really good baddie, but he's in like two scenes not, and that's it. That's the problem, you know, it, it's really easy to fix this one, I think. You mm -hmm. just kind of look at out of death, you kind of look at Megacy, you smush them together like it just seems like it would have been. Yeah. But you just, yeah. you just, you doesn't have it, just doesn't have it this time around. And no. Then, I was I trying think... to give Ashley Green a break, too, because he's like, well, I think she was hoping to be a bigger star. Right. <laughs> that's what it seemed like. Because remember that movie I went to the theater? It was like the 
Apparition. Have you seen that? No, no. I... It's a ghost movie, kind of like The Grudge or something like that. I hear it's kind of garbagey, but I think yeah. that was like her. This is it. This is my chance. You know, it's like, oh, it tanked. <laughs> yeah, because I know. I mean, obviously, her big claim to fame is the Twilight movies, the Twilight, and I think yeah. you know, Kellen Lutz is another one who's like trying to trade on this this Twilight thing, and. I think it's one of those things with the Twilight movies that it was like, they have like this huge fandom. I, I'll say one of the interesting things is I did Arena I, with Kellen Lutz and I posted yeah, a yeah. picture on, on Tumblr for it. Mm-hmm. And these kids that had like this whole like Twilight fanfic thing, they reblogged my picture of Kellen Lutz from, from Arena and they, they created this whole storyline. And, and, and it was like also like this merging of, of things. So where you can it was like, create your own storyline on Tumblr about Arena? They, so it was no, like, no, fan- no. No, it was about okay. Twilight slash Harry Potter. It's like it was this group that did like <laughs> Twilight Harry Potter, and they took the picture that I did that that I mm-hmm. shot from from Arena, where it showed Kellen Lutz uh, after he'd been beaten up. And, right, I think I might have that one too. It's like I was getting beaten up in that. Right, exactly. They took that picture and and created a whole like like small like fanfic thing, like Twilight Harry Potter fanfic thing around it, um, and so. I think that's a thing that I think the people who make these movies and I mean, Grant, I think Ashley Green was okay in one shot. I think she, you know, the the Scott Atkins movie. So maybe it's the material too. The material doesn't always help with these films. And then you know, it's shot like maybe like two locations. I feel like right. I know there's problems with the Bruce stuff, but and I hear in this not new one that Detective Knight movie, <laughs> he's like wearing a mask or is he because it's probably not him <laughs> he's like he's like at a halloween party and some guy he's just wearing a mask uh-huh right, right. i wonder if bruce is in that mask i'd say no but what the water i don't go ahead no i was gonna say because um, i think it's um i don't know what the um there's this one on temp tumblr it's like maybe action reloaded or something that they've been actually trying to keep up with the Bruce Willis movies. But I think one of the things that we talked about before we got on the, the podcast here is that uh, Todd Gaines from uh, B- Bulletproof Action, he hasn't done either of these two we're talking hey, about today. He must be off the Bruce beat, you know, I or think, he's just like, I'm done. Right? Yeah, I wonder if he's just, you know, you know, staying caught up with this is too much. Like, um, I mean, I was looking at it from our standpoint, and maybe I'm, I'm kind of getting off track on, on, on wrong That's place. Okay. But for, for 2022 movies, right? I mean, mm. we, just for our podcast here, right? We've done... Wrong place. We're going to do corrective measures, um, and I guess oh, I guess the other day to die, right? So we've done three, right. and then um, American Siege was twenty twenty one. So we'll have okay. done three of them, and then I did Vendetta on another podcast, but that still leaves us with one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, that's, seven. That's gasoline. almost two to three podcasts to do. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it would take us a year of because we because yeah. we do these maybe maybe like every other month. I mean. In a year, we have schedule issues. Yeah, in a year, yeah. Right. Well, because yeah, because I mean, you know, we we also do you know episodes with with uh, with with uh, with Brett. Um, you know, where we're kind of the more standard, whether it's your podcast or mine, where we do our more standard episodes. So yeah, so I mean, it would take a while to just for podcast wise. I mean, we'd have to start tripling. I guess we'd do three instead of two, but that's just the 2022 movies. Um. So I wonder too, from from Todd's standpoint or whoever, you know, because I mean, Todd was almost like he was like the chronicler of these movies. Exactly, the, and then I guess we're almost picking up a slack. I mean, we still got to see Paradise Alley, <laughs> yes. or Paradise. That's what it's called, right? Paradise City. I, City, I, yeah. Paradise Alley is movie of Stallone, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <Wire> room. <laughs> yeah, Paradise City uh, Wire Room with a. Uh, well, yes. uh, our, our bro I, Kevin Dillon. Kevin Dillon, who yeah, who we're, we're big fans of. I think I think you've seen White Elephant, right? I did see White Elephant. It was on AMC Plus. Cause like, mm-hmm. well, I don't get to watch that often. I'll I'll rush through it. 
Yeah. So I did watch that. It's so funny. I did watch that this year. I completely forgot. Yeah. So, and go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've seen Vendetta, which is the other one on here that I don't know if you've seen. I, that I haven't seen yet. So Yeah. I, good old Theo so, Rossi, who I'm a big fan of. I mean, <laughs> you know, your, your best buddy, Theo Rossi. And yeah. Our best, we need Theo Rossi and Kevin Dillon to make a movie. And there you go. <laughs> that would be a good one yeah i mean i mean part of it's almost like we shouldn't have done a, a on the one hand it's like almost like maybe we shouldn't have done uh, american siege last time because it was a 2021 and we'll never get through 2022 but on the other hand <laughs> out of all the ones that we we're going to be talking about here i think american siege was the best one out of those it's almost like we needed that movie we do and it, well data die was so funny as we right. like, like i'm still laughing about it today yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, maybe that's another thing this movie needed, uh, a wrong place. Maybe it needed some, uh, it needed some Kevin Dillon um, as well. I think we were talking about like making a Kevin Dillon episode. Yeah. You just have to wait for like um, a Wire Room and or On the Line with Mel Gibson to come out for yeah. free. <laughs> yeah, because I think Hot Seat with Mel Gibson is out. Oh, Hot uh, Seat. Yes, I forgot about Hot Seat. Netflix that, won't carry it because they're lazy. I think it's on Tubi. So, I think it's on Tubi now. Hot Seeds on Tubi? All yeah, right. yeah. Okay, I'm very, okay, that's, that could be number one on the next, our podcast there, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. the Kevin Dillon podcast. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's, I, I think we, you know, this idea that we, I think we, we lucked out last time when we picked the two movies we picked because there was a lot of, of stuff in them. And, you know, we get into corrective measures. I think there's going to be more there for that one. But A little but bit this, more. Yeah, I mean, this was just, I, uh, it, I don't know. W one thing I want to mention, maybe as, as we're kind of looking at stuff to talk about here, this movie had what I call ending padding, which I think is like the worst kind of padding. Yes, I did notice that. Yeah, I mean, what was there? An extra ten minutes tacked on on the end, where like they're on the dock, just like talking like. and crying and stuff. Yeah, I, that took a long time. That was Texas battle crying, and then like <laughs> battle cry. <laughs> yes, battle cry. <laughs> Texas battle cry. But um, <laughs> right there. <laughs> But uh, it's like, yeah, my homie, my homie, Frank Richards, you know, is, is very close to Frank Reynolds, Danny DeVito's character in Always Sunny. But that's made me, made me laugh. It's like it's right there. And then, like, and I, was, I wrote that down, Texas Battle, saying it's my homie, Frank Richards. And then Texas Battle was in that show of Dolph Lundgren. Uh, remember that one, Safe? Oh, Safe, it's yes. S-A-3. Yeah. Oh, the movie or the show? The show is on, yeah. The show, the, all 13 great episodes are on Tubi? <laughs> I believe so, yes. <laughs> There's a lot of missing Dolph, I'll say that. It's just like, I want, I was so excited when I was coming out, too. It's like, I'm safe. Because on Tubi, on Tubi, it is that face, and it, like, you can almost hear the voice, too. Like, it's got that, that, that Dolph face with, like, the hair that's kind of spiky-ish. Like, yeah. from that, that, you know, from Command Performance era. Um, and he's got that look on his face, like, I'm Dolph, and I'm here to take care of business. And he then, doesn't. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to keep you safe, but I'm not really around right now. It's like, and then he says, well, well I'm actually making Expendables 3 at the time, so I could be in like two episodes. So it's just like, and that's basically true, because it's just Texas battle, some other goofballs. And it's like, and the dialogue and acting is really hilariously bad. If you've yeah. seen the whole series, if you watched it, I don't know if you watched the whole thing. I've watched some episodes of it, and I think when, yeah. once I discovered that there's no dolphin in it, I was like, okay. It's, like, it's really limited. I mean, it's like, I think he's, he's there's 13 apps. I think he's maybe he's about half, if you're lucky. If I remember. It's like, yeah. Because they put it on um, primetime syndication, really. Yeah. When that was coming out, it was like noon syndicated. It's like, right. it's like it's syndicated. Syndication is back. Yeah. And they, it was for like about 
less than a year because I had that show. And remember the other show called The Pinkertons? Yes. Yes, I do. That was yes. good. Um, that Angus McFadden, very briefly, he's like the Dolph of <laughs> syndication. It's like, oh, Angus McFadden? Oh, he only had just a couple episodes like Dolph, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a shame because, you know, I think streaming has probably done away with uh, syndicated TV, right? Because it's like now these these series will be put on a, on a streaming site. But syndicated TV was one of the, the best things ever, like in like kind of in the 90s into the early 2000s. Um, well, I was trying to think, I think it was like Legend of the Seeker. Was that the last syndicated show before like they had that? Like, oh, that I forgot about tape? that one. Is that what it was called? Legend of the Seeker? Uh, I remember the show, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, I think that was the title. And um, it was like, um, it, it, was it? Oh, 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 that's like a movie. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe something of The Seeker. I don't know. <laughs> no, it sounds like, that sounds about right. Legend of the Seeker. It was okay. It's kind of like the show called Crusoe. Right. And um, Philip Winchester from Strike yeah. Back. And yeah. of course, the best show ever, The Player. Like, um, yes. Did you get to watch that? Is that the one? Is that the the, the poker one with uh, Michael Madsen? Oh, that's Tilt. Oh, no, that's the tilt. player. Okay. The player is um, Philip Winchester and Wesley Snipes. Came out of I hate to even say it almost almost oh, years ago. Yes. I believe that's on Tubi as well. Oh, I think. we need to get off this podcast and watch it. It's just like okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's nine great episodes because it's it's Wesley Snipes. Yeah, and I will not give away anything. Okay, because right. <laughs> let's just say he does something really really awesome. Okay, all right. I'll and I'm not sure what it's called. The Norseman is the episode. Okay. Or the Horseman. And if it's Norseman, and you know, he did something so awesome. I mean, I almost like like went crazy how awesome it was. So, um, or I forgot wrong, wrong place, right? Yeah, yeah. This this is what's going to happen, I think, to us with Wrong Place um, throughout this entire time because Wrong Place was just so one notey. Um, I think. Yes. You know, I think the one there, there's a there are a few other things. So so the the. The padding at the end, I think, is the worst because the padding at the end. So I, I always think of like a, a bunch of different types of padding, right? You got your traditional padding, which is just like extended dialogue, or maybe like um, you know, a scene. You know, a, a secondary character has a, a storyline that that pads the film out, right? Uh, you know, and then you've got your credit padding, which I think is the best kind of padding, right? Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, movies listed as a hundred minutes, but then at eighty-five minutes they start the credits, and you're like, like yes. Oh, yeah, right. It's it's almost like when you're on hold when you're like trying to get help for something and you're on hold and they tell you it's a half hour, but at 15 minutes you you hear the hello, this is Roger here. How can I help you? It's like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm, you know. I'm talking to a person. Roger, are you here? It's like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, credit padding is the best padding. So for for movie makers out there, if you need to pad your movie, the best thing to do is just tack on the credits because that's that's the best. But I think ending padding is the worst because you get to this point where this movie really fits a nice denouement. And then, I mean, it just goes on forever where it's like Texas Battle sitting on the, 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 sitting the, on the, the dock. And yeah. I was just kind of checking my watch, which I don't really have. I have the phone. Right. Seeing when it's over. And just like, so. Yeah. And say, oh, oh, and it's, oh, it ended. All right. It's yeah. like, <laughs> and then like Ashley Green and Stacey Danger show up and they're That's talking to him. Name. And it's like, okay, are you done? It, it, it has the feeling almost like of a neighbor who shows up and you can't get that neighbor out of your, your house or your place, you know? Exactly. It's like, yeah. can you end? And then like, that corrective measure has that same problem too. We can get to it in a minute. But I did notice he was not wearing his badge. Bruce. No. He was no. just wearing a security hat. I was very disappointed. <laughs> well, you know why? This movie also has a lot of stretches in terms of like the, the dialogue or, or you know in the in the story. So the idea is that that Bruce Willis's character is is has to leave the force because after his wife dies in the car accident, he blows a 0.08. 
um, with the breathalyzer, and he gets charged with drunk driving, which they they commute the sentence, but but he can't be a police officer, which just sounds ridiculous to me that any DA would charge somebody who just found out his daughter has cancer and his wife died in a car accident on the same night. Like they would charge him with drunk driving if he's just barely over the legal limit. Like, like I think they'd be like, okay, I think you suffered enough. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I don't think they also wouldn't. It would have been a better story if he had to quit the force because he was just so distraught from all of that stuff. That's what I think that when it comes to this from writing these Bruce Willis movies, it's like there must be some sort of weird formula where he doesn't really read the plot. I don't think <laughs> there must be a way he just reads his lines. He maybe wears his costume and that's it. Because <laughs> right. it didn't seem like he didn't really have he had no emotion. I know yeah. he has his issues, but he had no emotion, yeah. no anything to any of what's going on at all with no. any actor at all with any situation. So yeah. it's like so it's like and it's it's frust it's a little frustrating to watch because I feel like if he was you know he was if he wasn't feeling too he was feeling better we'll say I think he could have done a good job in this role. It's, but yeah, because you, he has these problems, he's kind of like stuck. So it's like I'm saying it's the nicest way possible. No, because you're so. right. Like especially that scene, that opening scene you talked about, where he's that that scene where he's with his wife and they're having yeah. dinner. Like yeah, I think part of the reason why it was 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 um it was lit it's improperly. Yeah, yeah, like you could see like he's having trouble holding the um the wine glass. I think yes, I saw part. that. Yeah. And and so they were doing a lot of mitigation there. And I think you're right. Like, that's the problem, right? Is that they have, like, like you know, we always talk about the paradigm where it's Bruce Willis and then some younger guy who does the heavy lifting. And so the idea, I guess, was that Ashley Green was going to be the one doing the heavy lifting. Here. Yeah, and she did for the most part, which even she didn't really do anything. I mean, I'm trying to give her a pass, but just uh, I'll give her a pass. Yeah. But, I mean, well, the but, character wasn't written with any real vulnerability. Yeah, and I think nothing. The Nothing. Jamie King character having the vulnerability actually made it more compelling. Whereas with this, it was like, I don't know, it was like she just kept doing all these things to the bad guy. Um, and it was like, why is this bad guy just putting up with this? Like, it didn't make any yeah. sense that he just kept putting up with this stuff. And what happened? He just get checked out. I mean, yeah. I would like to like this movie, but because it's just relentlessly mediocre, yeah, you can't really hang your hat on. And then the last thing I wanted to mention is that I saw the trailer commercial for this other for this De Niro thing Savage Salvation have you seen <laughs> it's, a, it's a Randall Emmett directed joint is Robert De Niro okay. he's back straight to video John Malkovich he's doing all these garbages lately yeah and um Jack Houston and it looked oh. okay it looked like it's a mixture of fentanyl drama and action where yeah. Jack Houston Rockley uh, from explosion slow motion De Niro's just kind of hanging around he's kind of punched in here and there He's like an old fat sheriff who's like Southern or something. Yeah, right. Looks perfect for this podcast that we're doing. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's almost like it's like tailor made. It's an Emmett thing. <laughs> we got to watch it. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Jack Houston. I'm always a fan of him in this kind of stuff. Um, but also, um, character actor Noel Guglielmi, um, who always plays like a a, a Mexican gangster. It's funny. I heard um, this this screenwriter. Um, uh, I can't remember his last name. Johnny. Um, I think you know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, he wrote Recoil. The one, not the not the um, the Daniels one, but he no, wrote one the one with Austin one. Right, exactly. And he said he met because Noel Guglielmi was in that movie. Um, mm -hmm. 
he said he he uh, he talked you know he, he's met him and he's actually like the nicest guy ever um which is hilarious right because he's always playing these thugs in these movies you know and, um, like these really bad guys and uh yeah he said yeah if you talk to him he's, he's fantastic like he's you know which i guess probably makes sense right a lot of these like really bad guys in these movies um well, they, he has he has intimidating he has evil face intimidating face right, exactly so. john sullivan that's the name of the screenwriter so okay. yeah he he wrote recoil and he wanted me to, to review it way back you know this is like the the mid the early 2010s yeah 2011 wow. yeah and years um, ago. Wow. yeah and i mentioned no Guglielmi being in the movie he's like yeah you should you should you know he's like you, you met him he's like the nicest guy and i just happened to see that he's in salvage uh savage salvation so um, yeah, that's, I've definitely we should watch that. I hope. I mean, I yeah. think, I, that looks like it'll be free soon. Yeah, I mean, it's I like, gotta think. It's got to go on. It's got to be on. Um, on, a, on Hulu soon. It right? looks like Hulu-y. It definitely yeah. looks Hulu-y. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. that'll be. I'll keep an eye on it for sure. Yeah. No. No. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask. Um. And and I'll answer it first, just in case you there's any you know uh, you know in, in case uh yeah that the. the there's any any misgivings about answering the question but um and, and there's one scene where the baddie um the son uh he's he's got like they've got like this like area where like i guess they they use um acid to break down bodies and they, they've got drugs and stuff and everything like yeah. this kind of and to test the acid he throws a, a a cold hot dog in there but first he takes a bite out of the cold hot dog and so <laughs> i have to that confess, might have been improv yeah <laughs> yeah because i don't know if I, when, when i was growing up we had this really this this nice hot dog factory near us that uh, made really good hot dogs schultz hot dogs in, in portland mm -hmm. new hampshire and you could eat those cold um but i don't know if you've ever had occasion to eat a cold hot dog before so that's my only time doing it was with those schultz hot dogs <laughs> i would i would i would eat those cold well it's funny I, i'm not a fan of hot dogs never liked yeah. them it's like this taste like weird to me it's like no, no i'll stick to hamburgers <laughs> and it's like but i guess we should uh i guess i don't rec really recommend wrong place i guess we could just jump to corrective measures yeah because a little yeah. bit more of that one yeah uh, so i think the thing yeah because yeah i think with wrong place it really just yeah it's just it's just a time it's not even a good time killer because it's it's gonna no, it's gonna it's put not. you yeah it, it's it's gonna drain on you um <laughs> it did <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i was uh it was all right i guess i the amount of tolerance you put up with you could tell it's like okay here we go again <laughs> yeah yeah exactly now now one of the interesting things as we move on to corrective measures two interesting things about this film that make it a little bit unique compared to what we've been what we've talked about with the previous ones one it's it's not an emmett furla oasis production um so yeah, i noticed that yeah so so the first one we've talked about that isn't in that category it's also a tubi original which um yes I don't know if I we've ever talked yeah. about a tubi original on no on any site yeah that i was about to mention that too because it's like wow tubi's making their own movies or they sold it to tubi right but it's a good idea for them to have original ideas or movies and tv shows because like, hey we'll watch it for free anyway it's yeah like, this is the perfect movie to watch for free yeah, and it's funny to watch the ads too because one of the ads on Tubi ads was like, well, first off, it's ad uh, one of seven, mm -hmm. um, so it's like <laughs> one of seven on Tubi <laughs> says, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge, he has a phone from Verizon, right. and it's just like, <laughs> it's like he has a phone now. I don't know if you saw that ad when you were watching it. But, a, yeah, well, who is that? Um, uh, Giamatti. What's what's his first name? I can't think. Paul. No, it's not Paul. I didn't know who played Ebenezer. There's yeah, different. There's another Giamatti Spurs, lurking around. No, it's it's Paul Giamatti. Yeah, because his dad. Oh, it is. is wow. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, yeah, Paul Giamatti. I always get his, I always forget his first name because his father was Bart Giamatti, who was um he was the um, he's a baseball guy, right? Right. He's the baseball commissioner who banned yeah. Pete Rose for life. So that's well, um, that, well, that's not good. That's you know, Pete Rose known, yeah. needs to come back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> no, he's that's him. And so then Paul Giamatti. Yeah. So so that's who's playing Scrooge in those commercials. And then I guess what the um that woman speaking of Saturday Night Live, right? That's um Cecily Strong. Is that who? Um, yeah, I just it just like I didn't know Ebenezer had Wi-Fi yeah. uh, connected. I mean, I guess well, it's it's 2022. You know, it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah, he's like I guess that could be something. Is, is that where like Fred Claus is? Is basically <laughs> you know it's Vince Vaughn and Paul Giamatti, right? And then they're like in the modern day. That's like, right. That's right. I always yeah. think when Ebenezer's like in you know 1692, Ebenezer Scrooge. You know, there was that Nicolas Cage one, Christmas Carol. We <laughs> really <laughs> definitely phoned it in. It's an animated movie. Yes, um, yes. I've never seen it. But it was like Ebenezer. It's just like uh. <laughs> yeah, like, and then there's there's one that was made that had Patrick Stewart as Scrooge, right? Yes, it's a good cast, and of course we all know the best one, which is Muppet Christmas Carol with yes. Michael Caine as Scrooge. <laughs> yes. That was good. I mean, you can even cut out the songs; it'd still be a good movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not really a fan of the songs, but you know, nice to see Muppets. You know, it's kind of funny to see Muppets sing, I guess. But they <laughs> sing all the time anyway. They can't yes. stop. No, actually, one thing actually quickly goes back to wrong place that I wanted to mention sure. as we're talking about the the Scrooge thing. Yeah. Um, do you remember there was a sketch that Conan O'Brien did where he talked about the other, um, uh, the other ghosts of of Christmas, mm-hmm. and one of them was the ghosts of uh, of guy who works out in his basement, and so he goes <laughs> that so he he meets the ghost right, and the ghost is like working out like lifting up like a small like dumbbell, and mm-hmm. um and the ghost says to him. What do you think? And Conan's like, think of what? And he goes, these guns. Um, <laughs> but then there's the ghost of recent past, right? So he goes to see the ghost of recent past. And the ghost of recent past takes him back down to the basement where the guy's lifting weights. And he goes, remember this? And You're a good memory of these about, Conan's kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I remember Wrong Place was using what I call flashback padding. Um, mm-hmm. Where you take scenes from that you already saw in the movie, yes. and you yep. put them in the movie again. And every time a movie does that, my my my, I always think of that sketch. I was, you know, it's like, hey Matt, remember this that you saw ten minutes ago in the movie? And yeah, I literally <laughs> just saw the thing with the car, the fake car crash that they tried to film. Okay, right, they exactly. <laughs> or there's, there's the scene where she talks about for whatever reason Willis's character has traps, and and then it's like later, you know, she's there's a flashback to her telling the friend that there's traps. It's like remember this. And it's like, <laughs> okay, yes, yes, I, you know, so yeah, so as we just as we were on the Scrooge thing, I just figured oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mentioned that, but we can jump to the corrective measures. I mean, like, what's the uh plot of this one? I mean, you're good at synopsis, I'm not, it's yeah. Like, so, so <laughs> corrective measures, it's based off a graphic novel, um, and it's about this this period in the future where, um, some kind of radiation or something creates superhumans, and with the superhumans, we've got super villains, and there's an idea that, like, there's a, a a law about imprisoning these supervillains in a maximum security prison that also um, has like a device that nullifies their superpowers. And so in this super prison is run by the great Michael Rooker, who's, um, you know, your, yep. your classic bad warden. And yeah, then, he's good. Yeah. yeah he's been, overseer as he was talking about. Overseer, right. That's right. He's the overseer right. with his straw hat. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, yes. I did. I did write down a thing about his straw hat, which is a yeah. great hat. Yeah, you gotta love the straw hat. Now, um, there's a character. So the character um, Diego Diaz, he's played by um, Brennan Mejia. He's like kind of like a, he's 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 got superpowers, but they're more like like 
you know, he's, he's empathic, so it's not like, a, a, you know, really damaging ones. But then amongst the other characters that are in there, Bruce Willis plays this guy called the Loeb, who... Yeah, Julius has, Loeb. <laughs> yeah, he's essentially like a, an evil Professor Xavier, right? He can do all kinds of mind things. Um, and then Dan Payne, who I guess is a Canadian actor, he plays this big, super strong guy called Payback, who's like essentially... Yes. Um, he's like he's almost like head. the Punisher, right? Yeah. But, but it's yeah, just super very, strong. Yeah, uh... very... Yeah, that was an interesting character, but very mean heady. It's like, I'm going to kill you, Loeb. And then, right. like, yeah, exactly. And then, it's like, well, to me, it was very like Suicide Squad, but but yeah. very low budget. Yeah. So it's, when they're all in prison, that's like the whole movie this is. Right. So. And I believe this prison, um, and then they mentioned the, the, the last character was Tom Cavanaugh. So we've got uh, Tom Cavanaugh who plays. Um, a, uh, a guy who can conduct electricity through his, his body. So I always want to call him Ed Kavanaugh because his show yes. was called Ed. I was just like, he was Ed, right? So right, exactly. yeah. I think Ed was on for a fair amount of time, or at least I hear about it a lot. Yes. So like, <laughs> yeah. so still, I guess. <laughs> I think he still kind of lives off of Ed a little. Well, he was on The Flash. Um, and then oh, okay. he was, um, he was, I remember, so my, so my wife um, is a big fan of Scrubs and we watched that um, um, mm. for, um, we watched Scrubs, like, kind of went through, she was kind of taking me through it. He plays uh, um, Zach Braff's older brother, who's kind of like a, like, kind of a, I don't know, he's kind of like a lazy guy who, like, is kind of, mm. lives in an arrested development kind of character. Um, yeah. Now, one thing I wanted to mention, because, you know, so, sort of what's happening in the movie is that uh, the overseer is getting ready to re retire, and he wants the Lobe, who's a super criminal who's worth yep. billions of dollars, to give him his money. Yeah, and of course, we know that probably there's a chance that, that Bruce Willis's character, if he's a supervillain, he's got something up his sleeve for, you know, he's not just going to give his money willingly to, um, to, um, uh, Rooker. Rooker. And so that's kind of where the tension comes in. Well, see, it's nice to see him back, you know, Rooker yeah. and Bruce Willis. You know, I didn't watch it. I didn't even watch White Elephant yet, but they're yeah. like, Kind of in the same scene in this one. I actually it didn't look like they were, but no, they, they, they were in the same scene, okay but not the same shot, right? I think they were in the same shot. I was, I was, I was watching very intently. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say maybe one shot. It's like, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it was shot in darkness. So, like, well, you can do that. Well, and that's the thing too is you never know, right? When you think they're in the same shot, because. Um, I was thinking about this too with the movie Cartels that has Steven Seagal um, and um, and Luke Goss. And where, where George is St. Pierre. Right, George, exactly. There's a scene in that interrogation room where they're in the same shot, Willis and, and Luke Goss. But you mm. wonder if it's kind of like, you know, when you'd watch an old sitcom or something or, you know, uh, an old uh, a drama where a character's twin shows up and they just sort of splice <laughs> the film together to put them in the same shot. Um, yeah, it did look like that, but I would I was it too lazy for old Seagal to uh, be in the same shot for a second? I mean, right, exactly. Uh, we'll we can talk about that one when we do our uh, no subject thing. Yeah. Well, well, tomorrow. I mean, it's uh, December tenth, twenty twenty two. Now, if you want to yeah. date it, but yeah, yeah, we'll be recording. Yeah, Seagal will be back shortly. Now, this so. movie does actually have a connection to Seagal. Um, the prison oh, okay. that they use in Corrective Measures was the same one that was used in Maximum Conviction, which is a you know Maybe Keone Waxman. familiar, yeah. Yeah, the, the the difference is I think it was darker in in that one. Um, <laughs> it sure was. Yeah, that was also it turned Michael, up all the lights. Michael Paré film. So strange they didn't make either of our Paré lists when we did that. <laughs> I I remember he was in it. I mean that's yeah. something. So yeah. that's. <laughs> yeah. So so that's that's one connection. I would say. I mean, I don't know that this movie is better than Maximum Conviction. I don't know because mm. I think you're. 
it's unique, right? Because it, it, it has a little bit more going for it than the, the average Willis mm. film. But like well, you that's said, the problem. I mean, with this one, if Bruce Willis didn't have his issues, right. I think he would have had a really good time playing this role. Yeah. He could have played like a, I, he just needed more energy to it. He was so sluggish. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I wrote down in my notes. Like, you're just sluggish. You just doesn't care again. I would, it, I, I can't be in his head, but I feel like if he, let's just say he made this movie around, I don't know, 99 with yeah. Rooker and all of I think he would like, he would maybe be like over top a little bit more, more fun because it's a fun idea for Bruce Willis to be like reading minds. Yeah. This would have been, you're, you're absolutely correct. Like, this would have been a great, like, 90s kind of blockbuster actioner with Willis, Rooker. Um, I'm trying to think who else we might have in it. Like, you know, like, like Tom Cavanaugh's character would be played by him because he would have been, he wasn't big at that time. I'm well, trying he's to think playing. He, he's, he's busy on Ed. Very important. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, I was trying to think, like, who, you know, would, would it be like a Jim Carrey kind of character or somebody like that that would have. But, you know, like that kind of big budget thing where you've got those kinds of roles in, in a movie like this, you know, it would have kind of fit in the sense of like maybe like a, a barbed wire or a tank. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, that would be good. Or maybe in a way The Rock, because I sat in prison. Yes. And he yeah. and Bruce Willis would play the Ed Harris role. Yeah. And then you get Nicolas Cage and, I don't know, uh, who would we say? <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Rooker. We still got to get Rooker. Right? Yeah, we get Nicolas Cage and Rooker. Yeah. And Bruce Willis as Ed Harris as General Hummel, whatever his name was, in The Rock. Why do I remember that? But, see, that would be cool. And he'd read minds. It would be, like, slightly supernatural. Yeah. And that would be corrective measures. Yeah. But yeah. now, I mean, it's like, well, it's kind of just a movie on a screen. I mean, like, but Rooker was carrying it. Um, yeah. And I do like most of the movie, it's just, it's just news reports about the prison. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, so, <laughs> so it's like, what would they do that now? It's like, it's like the prison news. Is that yeah. what they would have to <laughs> New York Supermax prison reports. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, and I mean, I guess I looked into a little bit about the, um, the graphic novel it was based on. So it's this mm-hmm. um, independent publisher, Arcana. Um, so like they probably, you know, for them, I think they've done a few things with Image Comics. So, you know, of course, you know, Spawn and that, you know, Image, you know, and obviously Walking Dead is big with Image. Um, so I think they've done some crossovers with them. But, you know, I think they're, this is a property that I think would have probably, like I was looking at their properties that they had um, on their website. And this was probably like the best one that would have been a, um, uh, a movie adaptation, but the problem is, is exactly kind of what you're saying is that one, it has like a Suicide Squad feel to it. And it was like watching the Suicide Squad section of jail. It was right, like, exactly. The jail part of the it. movie is just like if if, if Suicide that's Squad it. was like multiple parts and they just did the, the jail for the first for, for an hour and 45 minutes. Um, that's the problem. And I think also too, prison movies just naturally have issues to them, right? Because 100% because they're that's it. And right. maybe you could be outside the prison for like a second, like they are at the end. That's not yeah. really a spoiler. Yeah. It, what's, I still like that it's still a Tubi original. So I'm hopefully yeah. Tubi makes more movies. Yeah. Because they must have a lot of money. I mean, maybe this, you have you have the uh, what the pro subscription. No, there Tubi? is no pro subscription. It's always just ads with them. Oh. Yeah. I it's just it's, they told me to sign in for like put it in my queue and have a pro subscription. Wait. So 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 you have to sign in with Tubi because. If you, with, with, but if you have an account with Tubi, you can create your 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 list. But also, too, if you sign in, it saves your progress. So, like, if you if you're oh, watching yeah. a slog and you need to stop and, and come back to it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't sign in. I just I just, you know press the app. So 
Yeah. I just have to remember if I have to stop it. Like, oh, okay, where so you were two minutes in. Yeah, I'll remember. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, what's funny is that when they're doing these prison news reports, is you got Michael Rooker and the other box. You know, so oh, yes. it's like, I mean, that's it's kind of funny to me. You always see these boxes. It's, it's yeah. like, oh, lobe. Just like, <laughs> just like exactly. I mean, he, he was um, really, really good at it. I thought, well, he's always good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's the problem with this movie is that maybe yeah. the limitations that it had between, you know, the limitations with Willis um, that yeah. we just, you know, we just know about the the the, um, the budgetary limitations that make mm-hmm. it so it can only exist in this prison. Um, I think those things hurt what would have been. I think uh, on the whole, this is like these these characters and this this idea might be something that would have been maybe a good antidote to like the big Marvel movie that we could have potentially enjoyed. And I think. You know, right, because it's like almost like what's well, about three or four steps up to of an asylum movie. Right, right. I mean, I know because asylum, you know, like there's that movie called what Top Gunner that's Eric Roberts. <laughs> yes. uh, that's probably worth talking about on a podcast. <laughs> yes, um, I think we did talk about maybe doing that if we're running out of Willis's, but yeah. for now, for well, free Willis's. <laughs> right, right. Well, because. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a movie. I think in in terms of Willis, I think I think the big problem with, with corrective measures for this podcast, unfortunately for us, is we 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 weren't we didn't realize by pairing it with wrong place that we were going to be in trouble because I think if yep. we had paired like if this had been on the same episode as as American Siege, I think yeah, it's a good point. We, she done corrective measures, American Siege, wrong place, day to die. Right. How do we know? You, well, know. you never know what these Willis is. It's it's yeah. it's it's definitely a flip. It's like it's like um with the soccer with a World Cup where they go to penalty kicks and it's just like you never know who's going to win with penalty. It's like with a Bruce Willis film. It's like you know because uh, my buddy was asking me about the um the games that were yesterday. He's like, oh, you know, who do you think is going to win this game? And I was like, I don't have a coin to flip, you know. And I think with a Willis movie, it's the same idea. It's like you know, how do you think this Willis movie is going to be? I, I, I know. I need a coin. Point. I need some change. You know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line from uh, New Jack City, right? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Sit your $5 ass now where I make change. It's, it's like, no, that's funny. I mean, I, I butchered it, but I mean, like, it's still funny because it's, it's classic Wesley Snipes. You know, yeah. Wesley Snipes needs to make a comeback in these straight the videos, by the way. Yeah. You know, he was great. You know, I mean, yeah. Because you have Snipes, and Snipes has it. Yes. You know, Bruce Willis had, had it, but, you know, he's lost it, unfortunately. Yeah. But Wesley Snipes still has it. I think if you could just make some more straight the video garbages. <laughs> right, right. I mean that in the nicest way possible, but I think we have something there because you know you had that great run. You know you had the Marksman, and yeah. then you had uh, Seven Seconds. Mm-hmm. What was the other? One? Oh, um, the Detonator mm-hmm. and Unstoppable. Yeah. I'm doing it all by memory. Yeah. Um, Art of War Two. He did the sequel. Art of War Two, which was good. Yeah. Oh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Oh, oh, Game of Death. Yes. And um, I'm thinking of one more. Oh, cool, this Chaos. Chaos, what? yeah, with that, with um, what's his face? Um, I think Statham? Chaos was that directed by um Guy Ritchie or I, I don't know. Well, no, well, in it's Statham um and Wesley Snipes and Ryan Phillippe. Ryan Phillippe, um, that's right. Okay, it's a good yeah. movie actually. It's a good kind yeah. of like semi like semi medium budget action heist movie. Worth watching. Yeah. You haven't seen it? Yeah, I see. Like, I I reviewed it for the site because I was I yeah. was doing you know trying to do all those Willis. Uh, no, sorry, um, the, the Snipes um directed yeah. video ones and. You're right. Like, I mean, imagining Snipes as the Loeb. Um, oh, that'd know. be great. Yeah. Because it's almost like Blade-ish, and people yeah. would like that. Yeah. And you got something there. Yeah, because I mean, like, think 
Think of his villain in um um oh no why am I drawing a a, a blank on uh the, the Stallone movie that he did um Doctor no, I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah well, from the nineties um Demolition Man yeah oh right. very Demolition that'd be perfect he would be like Simon Phoenix yeah so yeah yeah old as Hagendas yeah yeah just hilarious like Dennis Robin hair and pants yes yeah and I mean imagining. Because yeah, Rooker, Rooker was so great in this, and again, you know, I think he's like you said, Willis. I mean, Willis was 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 good, but you know, he had limitations. I mean, yeah. Snipes and Rooker just going back and forth. Oh, at that'd each be other. dynamite! I think yeah. you have something there, and you know, Rooker still has, you know, he looks pretty good for his age. He could probably do some fight scenes. Yeah, I could totally see this. This is yeah. now that's an idea. I mean, yeah. like, and did you see Armed Response has Wesley Snipes? Um, that one I haven't seen yet. I think okay. it's in, on Tubi. I've been meaning to. What's funny about that is I have it on DVD, and mm -hmm. I, I got for like a dollar at Goodwill. So it has him, and it also has Gene Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> now, Gene Simmons is not wearing his hairpiece. So it's just like, <laughs> it's like, it's very obvious that he now wears a hairpiece, or he yeah. did, because he's completely bald in it. And in, in the behind the scenes, it's like, I'm Gene Simmons. I'm in the armed response. No snipes footage. No any footage. I think even Anne Hayes is hanging around in it. She is, and, yes, the late, yeah. like the now late Anne like, Hayes. Yeah, she's yeah. So well. it's a set in one location too, actually. Armor's yeah. set in a prison, like Zoom Expert. Made me think of it, but yeah, it's okay if you can watch it for like free on Tubi. Yeah, it's on um, Tubi, Freebie, whatever. Tubi, Freebie. <laughs> yeah, Tubi, <laughs> Plex. Um, yeah, it doesn't say now. doesn't say Pluto, but it's it's interesting. I don't know if you've noticed this, that like with these movies, some of them are on everything. And then yes. some of them are on like like one, but you know like just the Roku channel or just Plex or something like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna jump to the hoops for Plex. You know, I'll stick to Tubi or I Hulu, Amazon. Well, Amazon doesn't have any things anymore. Yeah. They used to remember they had like a lot of these goofy movies. Yeah. Uh, and now some of them are still free on Prime, but yeah, you're right. It's like um. Well, it, yeah. Can I go ahead? No, no. I was gonna say yeah. It it used to be that if Tubi had it. That Prime had it too, and and that's not always the good case point. anymore. That's a good point. And then I did watch something silly on Amazon Prime, which was Dark Avenger. It's a TV <laughs> movie from the ninety or maybe late eighties or nineties. It has uh, Robert Vaughn as the police commissioner, so that's why I pressed play. And Hector Elizondo, he's like evil. It's not really much of a spoiler. So it was like Robocop meets Dark Man. So okay. that's what it was. It's pretty fun. If you, it's only eighty five minutes. Wow, and it's on so. Prime. It's on Prime, so yeah, watch for free. It's, it's fun. If you, you kind of turn off your brain, like, okay, this is a Dark Man knockoff. Yeah. You know, it, it, it delivers enough. It's like I had, to, you know, I had some work to do, but I also, you know, just goof around. So I just watched it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Correct <laughs> I guess, if you, if you, because that's the number one thing you go, you see on Tubi, by the way. It's correct imagine. Like, it says Tubi original. So, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're trying to really push it. I know there's one with DMX that's like two hours long, which I haven't watched. Wait, what's yet. that one? <laughs> is that good question? Let me see what, 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 <laughs> what, it, what it's called here. Um, I think if I type in DMX, right, he shows up. Yeah, he does. Okay, I was I was wondering with Tubi, or um, yeah, it, what's um, Earl Simmons up to today? Right, exactly. Well, he passed away, but I mean, like, so Fast Vengeance, I believe it's called. Yes, it's an hour Fast and fifty-five vengeance. minutes. Oh, yeah. you mentioned that hour and fifty-five minutes. Yeah, it's also got Bai Ling. Um, okay. Is this the right one? Oh no, that's on Shout Factory. That's not the right one. Okay, so yeah, no, I can do I've... Shout Factory. I can do, I can do the tubes. Yeah. Like... What what is it called then? If it's not that, I feel like it's Fast Vengeance. But I'm I'm. That's not familiar. Maybe we can, if we if, like, if Ryan and Will says we can do maybe Fast Vengeance or uh, Top Gunner. 
Yeah. Like that. We went, right. While we went for Wire Room and Salvage Salvation to be free. Right. So like, <laughs> oh, it is on Tubi. Okay, it is available on okay. Tubi. So it must be a Tubi original. It must be just my, I was Because do you remember when DMX was doing these bad movies too in the mid-2000s? Remember this? It was like, I can't remember. Oh, Lords of the Street. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, um, no, but I've, I've heard of it. And there's another movie, I forget the title right now, but it's just, they cut DMX, like, talking onto a screen. It was very Albert Payune, also <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. So, and it was funny, like, it's like DMX just ranting about stuff. It's really funny. Yeah. And it's like, okay, th- this is comedy gold right now. Yeah. I mean, DMX was like, I think, you know, I think the, the DMX thing, right, was that, like, I mean, one, of course, like, there was a whole thing of rappers that they were, you know, that were being turned into actors because... You know, it, it had worked for like, you know, for, for Ice Cube, um, you know, Ice T, um, Ice T. But yeah, probably Ice T is the biggest thing. But not, right? but not the other ice, which is Vanilla Ice. Right. Vanilla Ice, unfortunately, <laughs> didn't work out. Yeah, didn't but, make didn't make it. But you know, I wish he had one more chance. Maybe Cool as Ice, too. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would love to see him in stuff more. Like, I think he could do it. But I wonder, though, like, I wonder because of the way, you know, he had to act as himself in Cool as Ice. I wonder if he can only play that character. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think you can pull it off. But it'd be funny if they actually made of out irony. Yeah. Cool as ice two. Maybe you call it cool as ice two zero degrees or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like below and freezing. Then, yeah. Below freezing. Perfect. Cool as ice two. Below freezing. And he's just a washed up guy now trying yeah. to get his life back together. That would like, be like there's amazing. that movie with what, Brendan Fraser where he's like fat. Yeah. Like the whale or something like that. So so what? He has a bunch of fat padding and then he looks sad. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, right. that looks perfect. You should go right to our libraries. Yeah. And it's like, cause I, would you want to trek out to the theater for that? I don't know. But, like, but I do want to mention something else that, that surprised me that's going to the theater, which is Cocaine Bear. Yes. Um, that looks like a hit. I mean, <laughs> hey, that's another R.I.P. Well, R.I.P. is Ray Liotta. Yeah. And did you watch the trailer for that? It looks fun. I mean, like. Yeah. Like. You, know, you got my coke or whatever. It's like I think that's what's gonna happen at the end. Yeah. I'm assuming he gets killed by the bear. I assume, but yeah. it's like he'll probably say that this bear's got my coke. It's like, so it's like Sharon, Sharon, the bear's yeah. got my coke. <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah, that'd be hilarious too. Yeah, Sharon, see, why Karen, does he talk Karen. like that when he can sing normally? But yeah, that's I said, it's Karen, it's Karen from uh, it's good. Oh, you know, thinking of Sharon from Ozzy Osbourne. That's yeah. why does Ozzy Osbourne sing perfectly normal but then talk like a goof? You well, know. Well, because I, I think they said I think they said he had a doctor who had him on like all kinds of like sedatives or something, and that's why he was like so horrible on the show. Was that like I think like I think yeah, like, after I, the show I watched was reality shows, but I haven't got to that yet because I just don't really care. I'm not a fan no. of um, you know <laughs> Jack Osborne, so like eh. yeah, I mean, yeah. Kelly Osborne is probably funny, it's like, yeah. but Jack Osborne like eh, you're just kind of a nothing to me. <laughs> right. but I guess yeah. we should go to our last thing, which is well, two Bruce's and Adolph. Yeah, like, well, I mean, I guess corrective measures. I don't know if there's anything else in there except, I mean, would you recommend it? That's my question. It's like, yeah, it's so I think from a Bruce Willis standpoint, right? This is not your standard Emmett Furla Oasis, like throw in, you know, um, throw Bruce Willis in, you know, have him sit behind a desk with a with a badge and. Well, yeah, know, yeah, I missed that. I missed. I like seeing the badge, but I guess you know, yeah. not this time. But, yeah. So this isn't that kind of movie. And I think in that sense, you know, if you're looking for something a little different, I, I think if the runtime was shorter, I think I'd be able to say more like, you know, when, when you, once you get over a hundred minutes and this is, a, this yeah, is, a bu- this, this this is an hour and 45. Yeah. yeah I, I felt it. 
Yeah, I think that's the problem with this movie. And maybe what they should have done, I don't know. And the other thing, too, is it is for for all the uniqueness and all the, the new stuff it brings to the table, it is still at its core a prison slog. And yeah. I just think Good the point. prison movie, it's just it's hard to, you know, I, we, we were talking about syndicated TV earlier. You know, a, an episode of a, of a syndicated TV show that's like 42 minutes long is really great for a prison slog, right? You can do 42 minutes in a prison. I think that's maybe yeah, the absolutely. limit. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Once you get past that, it's just it's just the repetition of, you know, characters do things, guards beat them up. They get right, and they get all the cliches there, like, you know, of course, end of the line. Right. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, all that stuff. It's just, it's, you, you, yeah. you've seen all of this stuff before, and the, the, the special yeah. um, abilities that they have is, isn't enough, I don't think. And to... they're all muted special yes. abilities, too, because of the budget right. problems. Yes. So you don't really care again i know we're too mediocre unfortunately but yeah i guess this was the better one yeah if i had to choose uh just barely because i had rooker and rooker carried a lot actually couldn't carry one place. right but rooker can rooker yeah. has the, he's carried a lot of things so he can carry this again so yeah rooker is good here and it is it is unique i guess that's the one thing this doesn't have the the emmet for uh like I don't stink is the right word, but the, the Emmett of vibe, I guess. Maybe right. word, like, almost, you know, I would say that I needed it, but it almost did. Yeah. I get it. I mean, like, you're trying to do something different. I mean, the, it's hard to make a prison movie that's not like Death Warrant. Right. You know, that's, right. Or Hard Justice is mostly in the prison. So, yeah. Because those but, had like nonstop beat him up, or Blood Fist 2, I guess, or 3. Yeah. Two and three. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so, Blood Fist 3, because you've got um, yeah, Richard Roundtree. Yeah, that was yeah. good. There, it's hard to do a good prison movie. I mean, I mean, yeah. Blood Fist, uh, no, uh, Bloodsport Four, right, where you've got the dark Kumite with with uh, Ben Franklin. I mean, <laughs> again, we're with that off air. I know that uh, our buddy, not buddy, but right. our um, <laughs> Trump, he's a fan of that, right? So it's right, like, exactly. Or that's Blood, that's Bloodsport. But like, believe me, Bloodsport Four. Now it's uh, what is it? Bloodsport Four. I don't remember which ones. Bloodsport Four, the dark Kumite. Love dark Kumites. Okay. <laughs> it's like. He, only, he doesn't like regular Kumite, just dark Kumites. Yeah, he's, so he's like, like yeah, he, <laughs> it, it, Ben Franklin. Okay, I totally get you out, Matt. Okay, Bob. <laughs> I gotta talk about Ben Franklin. He's on the dollar bill, maybe. So it's like, I don't know what bills I use, okay? I use Trump money. So it's like, <laughs> I bet he does. You know, he, oh, yeah. it's like, I bet he has like his own like Trump money. That he oh, uses. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Itchy and Scratchy land. It's like, oh, I get some Itchy and Scratchy bucks. Oh, okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, nuts. Like, yeah. just, I bet you anything, yeah, if you were a contract with him, you'd yeah. be like, yeah, here you go. Here's, here's 100 oh. million Trump bucks. And you're 100 like, million Trump bucks, you get one free burrito bowl at Mar-a-Lago. Maybe. <laughs> if I don't take it first, okay? So it's like, so. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he paid you in Trump bucks. And so, yeah. yeah. That's, so, that's the thing I've always thought about, because they always talk about, like, you know, like people who worked with him, they're having trouble finding work now. Yes, then, you can. Yeah, it's like you see. There's an old show. Oh, good now I forgot the name of it. Oh, Trial Watch. Yeah. Remember, you remember this show? And they used to talk about Trump a lot about like not paying his like scaffolding people or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it might be on YouTube. You should check out this show. It's kind of fun because it's all a bunch of different court stories. Oh yes, and, yeah, and yeah. It's really fun. I would check it out. There's yeah, a DVD it, of four episodes of it, which is really interesting. Yeah, they so, say that, that like he doesn't. Because I've always thought about that. Like if if Trump. If Trump's people came to me and said, hey, you know, 
80 grand, we'll pay you 80 grand a year to do whatever, you know, I'd be like, hmm, you know, I could use that kind of money, you know, and I, I would, yeah, you know, but then it's here's like, my oh, bank we, account number. Here's right. Sure yeah. goes in. You know? right, exactly. It's like, <laughs> would you actually pay it? Right. That's the problem. It's like, yeah. And so then it's like you, you work for him, you get like that bad thing on your resume that's hard to, to get more, more work, but then also you don't get paid. So, um, I know it's yeah. a double whammy. I mean, like, <laughs> it's so tempting to keep doing the impression the whole time. I'll try not to do it. That's okay. I mean, it's like, I'm scaffolding. You can just, I can do anything. They're like, I need a lot of work. Okay. It's like, One thing I was, I was thinking, you mentioned the burrito bowl. Like, I can just uh, imagine going to Mar-a-Lago with the ticket for the burrito bowl and the person being like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't know what that is. We, we can't accept that. Oh, you even know what that is? Yeah, I never heard of that. Oh, wait. I shouldn't be saying that. I heard the burrito bowl because I make it myself. It has Trump bucks in it. So it's like, but I guess we should go to our last movie, which we'll yes. probably enjoy, uh, enjoy but will involve an impression. Yeah, so, so we've got some Section 8 here. So Yeah, let's so, talk some Section 8. And, and and I think what, what's interesting about Section 8 is that we again, we both happen to watch this, and generally we don't get a chance to watch a new Dolph because you get to pay money for it, and it kind of yeah. worked out for us. That's um, true. Yeah. Now, before we get too deep into it, we have a special guest who actually, he is available. He's been kind of... Patiently hang on the line while we were talking about um, uh, our two Willis films. Yeah, so I appreciate. So, Dolph, welcome, welcome to the Direct Video Connoisseur Podcast. Thank you, Matt. I've been waiting a long time to be on this show. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're we've been very excited to have you. So, I guess the first question is Section Eight. You you, you get (laughs) the script for this. Were you thinking like maybe it was going to be like you as like a single father raising kids (laughs) in government subsidized housing? Like, what did you think when you heard Section Uh, Eight? You know, I heard, I actually thought it was going to be like a special drama about that. Okay. But it's not. I'm working with Dermot Mulroney of my favorite movie. Yeah. My, my friend's my, wedding. I was going to say, <laughs> what was that like finding out that you were working with him? I must break Dermot. That's what I did not say to him. So I like, you know, he has a great beard in it. <laughs> <Not a depression. laughs> no, no, yeah. No, no. Dolph, we, we had an idea for a movie. I don't know what you think about this. Okay. You and Owen Wilson switch voices. It would be called Voice Swap. I'm a big fan of that idea. Wow. I, I just talked to Owen just now. He's doing great, by the way. <laughs> We've been stretching our voices a lot. <laughs> but but sexual yeah. housing, that's actually a good idea. It's like... <laughs> yeah, I can have... <laughs> Now, now, I guess the final question, we'll get you out of here on this Go one, ahead. Dolph. When, Go ahead, you were, sure. when you first heard about Section 8, you got on the, on yep. the set, were you surprised Bruce Willis wasn't in this movie? I was very surprised. I guess he was working on corrective measures. I know we just talked about that, or you did. It's just like, it's a good movie. It's done to be. It's like, <laughs> I, well, well, thanks, Dolph. Thanks for stopping oh, by. Welcome. It was great having you on here. though. See me on Cameo. It's like... <laughs> yeah, I think I've got the 500 bucks to get your... Maybe I'll have my... my uh, somebody of my family, I'll, I'll kind of maybe do. Maybe I'll, I'll go. I'll do a GoFundMe so oh, I can get okay. a message from you on. on That's Cameo. a great idea. I, you know, I'll give you half off. Thanks, <laughs> <It's like, laughs> Dolph. You're welcome. It's like <laughs> I think we were talking about Section Eight before we had that uh, guest there. It's like, yeah. And so, yeah. I, I'm sorry, Ty. I, I didn't mean to bogart the interview. No, um, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's I fine. mean. Kind of some of the stuff we were sharing about there with Dolph. I think you want about... to talk about Ground Force. I'm back, actually. Did you want to talk about Ground Force? It's like, I'll come yeah. back later. It's like, yeah, we'll have to have him back on to discuss oh, okay. Ground Force. I'll come back. 
<laughs> sure. But, but yeah, I mean, did, did did you kind of feel the same way about Section Eight that it felt like it should have had Bruce Willis in it? Well, yes. I mean, <laughs> here's about a little bit. But here's what's funny about Section Eight, which is I there's two things you you kind of forget that Scott Atkins and Mickey Rourke are in it. Yes. It's like it's like all oh, right, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> yeah. Or Maki Rourke when I was trying to type it in my notes and then it went to autocorrect. <laughs> yeah. It's like Maki Rourke. It's like I guess you can make fun of him and call him Maki Rourke, but Mickey Rourke does nothing in this movie. Yeah. I mean like and like Scott can beat up some people in a casino and then like they he's gone for a really long section. Yeah. Like Yeah. I and, forgot like, oh right, you have to beat up Scott. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll cut the plot a little bit. Yeah, I'll do a quick synopsis here because there isn't a lot with this. Um, you have a car- uh, an actor named Ryan Quantin who. Um, yeah, I've uh, heard of him. I mean, he's in this movie called Red Hill. Yeah, it's directed by the guy who made Expendables Three. Not it's good low budget western. Yeah, yeah, and so he plays, uh, you know, as as we usually get in these movies, a former special forces guy who's um, <laughs> you know, uh, has a beard. Um, he has a, a, yeah, a he has beautiful a- wife and a kid. And he's working for his uncle Mickey Rourke, who owns a like a um, an auto body like an auto shop. mechanic. Yeah, yeah. But Riverside. first he's in Iraq, right, or Afghanistan, right. and he's with Dolph. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, so Dolph is like his colonel from Afghanistan, and um, yeah, yeah. And so then, um, uh, what is the thing? oh uh, Robert Lasardo, uh, character actor Robert Lasardo, he's playing like the head of a gang in um in in that Riverside area who um. They they try to shake down Wart for money, and then they go to uh, Quantin's house. They kill his wife and son, and so then for revenge, Quantin goes and kills Robert Lasardo and gets put in jail for life. Which again is a crazy concept that like any judge would be like, oh yeah, you killed the person that killed your wife and son. Yeah, you're going to you, you get first degree murder for that. You know. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, that that's absolutely outrageous. Yeah, it's I think like aggravated manslaughter might be the tops there, but. While he's in prison, um, Dermot Mulroney runs this like special forces. Which is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing cool. that he's in this movie, and he looks uh, hilarious with his bow tie and his goatee beard. His goatee beard, yeah, yeah. The the class, the goatee beard is the most fascinating thing because it's like all white in the beard area, and then the yes, mustache. Yeah, there. it's like did he use a Grecian <laughs> formula on just the mustache part yeah. or something? And he adds the bow tie and almost suit, and like he steals this movie. By the way, yes, I mean like. He's really, really good. And I've been saying this already, but he—I think he's resigned himself to being in these straight to videos. Yeah. It's like, and it took long enough, you know. Right. He's and he's he. I think he really missed out on an action career. Yes. You know. Yeah, I I completely that's agree a huge there. Huge disappointment. I mean, like, because he has it for the most part, but yeah. he's perfect for these movies now, which is even yeah. funnier. Yeah. So it's like you're in these now. It's like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why? Yes. Why are you in Section Eight? Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. And so then, so he, um, uh, the, the, this character who's in jail, uh, Dormar Orini gets him out to be a part of this Section Eight group. And then, of course, he finds out that Section Eight's not really good. Yeah, and... it's, it's not all that's cracked up to be. It's yeah. Like... <laughs> so now he tries to take him down. You know, and of course, Dolph is like in it. You know, is Dolph there to help him out? Take him down. I'm Dom Mason. I'm Dom Mason. Quantum. Right. Exactly. Actually, back on the show. Hello. And but then, it's like, <laughs> and that's kind of like. By the way, Scott Atkins plays an assassin who oh, works yeah, for yeah. Mulroney, and, and that's it. That's <laughs> yeah, your movie. By the way, yeah, <laughs> that's such a great point. That's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah Scott Atkins, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's almost like that movie Zero Tolerance. That um, that, that speaking of chaos, right? That chaos. Yeah, um, yeah. Director named Chaos. Yeah, he he made like another movie called Angels, and I guess it didn't do well. So he he cut in, he recut the movie and added in Scott Adkins scenes and repackaged it at yeah, Zero that's Tolerance. That's what it looked like here. Just that they smush him into this movie chasing <laughs> Quantum. Right. Exactly. And that's about it. Yeah. Oh, like, by you know, the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, it's got Atkins. Yeah. Like, I really forgot that it was in it when I was yeah. watching it. Right, because like, this is another movie that has ending padding because yeah. you get to a, it has a very clean and, 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 and fine ending. But then I guess it's like Chekhov's Adkins. Like you can't put, you, you can't have Scott Adkins in the beginning of the movie and not use him at the very end. So he had to come in at the end and pad out the, the ending of the movie. And, and uh, Right, that's a great point. Like this, it, I enjoyed the fight between Quantin and Adkins, but yeah. I mean, like, I think it's time to wrap this up. I think it was about an hour and 45. Yeah. And it, it was like, close. Ooh. Yeah, hour yeah. 40 or something. Yeah, yeah. And I need more Dolph, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. What Dolph you get was pretty good. I'll I'll get what, I'll take what I can get. It was yeah. like, it's just kind of funny. Like, this is almost, it's, a, it's on AMC Plus. It's also kind of interesting, too. Like, yes. how did this make it to AMC Plus? It's actually right. a movie right. would be on Tubi. It's just yeah. Like, because it's it's available to rent on the other places, and so so that's mm-hmm. how I got it was um it's a three ninety nine rental with Xfinity, but because of that deal they're doing this month, I got it for a dollar. So that's why I was able to to get it's it. Worth, it's worth a dollar. I mean, there's, yeah. I thought the beginning was a little shaky. Yeah. Um, uh, but then it got better as it went along, and especially with all the Dermot stuff. Yeah. Well, because it. Oh, go go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm saying that if you if you want to watch this movie, just watch it for Dermot Mulroney because he really kind of puts in a fun performance. It's kind of over the top. This is almost a Bruce Willis movie, only Dermot Mulroney's playing the Bruce Willis part. I, yeah, Bruce Willis was you know feeling better, and he did the Dermot. I think he would do a good job because he'd be yeah. yelling and screaming like, "Where's Quentin?" Ah, because he kind of yelled about Mark Zach Morris and Precious Cargo. That's right. Precious Cargo. Well, that's not his name, but it's like. Where's... <laughs> Where's Zach Morris? Get me Slater and Screech on the line. And Lisa Turtle. Yeah. But it's like, that would be amazing. I yeah. Think, there's that movie with Robert De Niro called The Bagman. Do you ever see this? It has a, I haven't seen it, but I've seen it like on like, I think it's got, also got um, uh, Cusack, right? Yeah, Cusack. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I, if I saw, I saw it you know, a few years ago or whenever it came out, but De Niro talks about Full House. Does he? I've, I got to rewatch it. Yeah. Because I want to double check that. That's amazing. Maybe that was just like in my head somehow. I think he talks about Full House. Yeah. So it's like, well, we all love Uncle Jesse, Uncle Hermes. Right, right. <laughs> I barely, I've seen, barely, I haven't seen all the Full House episodes, but I remember that part. But yeah. wait, you gotta go back to Section 8. So, yeah, then there's a good fight between Quentin and Atkins. I'd rec- I guess I'd recommend this one, actually. I would give it a recommend. Watch it for a dollar or if you have AMC+. Plus. Yeah. I, mean, I think the problem for me with this movie is that again like going on the, the willis paradigm where it's like you've got this this sort of this this white guy with a beard who grimaces a lot that was like former yeah, special heavy forces grimacing yeah, by Guantan. right it, who just who's never really done action stuff before and it's like all of these movies have this character and That's I, a great I, point yeah like like yeah. what is it about that character like one you know he, 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 the only time he's not a white guy is like like we talked about i think it's these um Movies like uh, Wrong Place or Out of Death, where you have a woman right. playing the part. But for the most part, it's 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 either if it's not Quantin, right? I mean, Mark Paul Gosler had to have a beard yeah. for that character. Exactly. You know, um, Je- uh, Jesse Metcalf, right, has to have a beard for that character in the grimacing. 
Um, and I think Morris had a beard, you know. Exactly, Morris, right? Yeah, he had a, yeah, yeah, he had a Morris. beard. Morris. Right. <laughs> I think, I, I think um, uh, what's his name? Um, I, I'm trying to think of some of the other people who played well, these Well, did Lutz didn't have a beard in then Extraction, I don't think. Or maybe oh, he had, like, right. kind of, like, five o'clock shadowy kind of thing. That's right. So. Lutz, Lutz did not have the beard, so that's a good one. No. Um, but, but he most, almost did. Yeah. And, and most of them, it's it's a bearded guy, a bearded white guy who's a former special forces guy who's got a beautiful wife, you know, a, a nice right. house with a kitchen island, usually something like that. Um, it's kind of all of that stuff. And and it's like every time it's that character. And I've always wondered, I mean, are there focus groups of people like us who watch these movies who all say, yeah, that's what we want our hero to look like? Because I, I guess because yeah. it's like they all looking kind of thing. And then you don't remember what movie that is. Exactly. You know, we just talked about a couple of examples but you know what i mean like, right. wait, what's that movie again i can't remember it's yeah. just like <laughs> yeah like here's some examples nope then you become then you draw a blank you know, right like, right you, you can't think of the name and the yeah. funny thing this was directed by a guy named christian sesma who he did a movie called payback um that uh, or pay dirt sorry not payback oh because there's pay a movie called oh pay dirt. is that the one with val kilmer and, and uh and exactly. Neil yeah i didn't and, see that yet yeah luke goss is in it um yeah. and and so it's, it's it's a little bit mm -hmm. of a different one in the sense that it doesn't have the same paradigm. Um, it's got more going for it. I mean, it, it had a, a twist in the end that um, that almost like kind of made the movie not, you know, like why why did the movie even happen if they, with the twist that they made? But it, for this guy Sesma, he does not he he's not really like your your standard like Emmett Furla kind of movie movie maker. Um, he makes stuff that's like a little bit different, a little bit more outside of the box with that kind of stuff. And this just felt like a standard. I mean, it's not produced by by Emmett Furla Oasis. It's not their, their kind of movie, but it mm -hmm. felt exactly like that kind of movie. And I don't know if maybe the film was taken away from him, but I mean, there's no way that you can make a movie with a bearded white guy, like, you know, actor who doesn't, doesn't do action as the, as your, your star. There's no way you can do that movie and not have it be in the Emmett Furla Willis paradigm. I mean, this one tried a little yeah. bit harder, but I was watching it like, okay, this isn't good, this isn't good. Mickey Rourke yeah. does nothing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> from point blank to this, you know, what yeah. a, that's terrible, Mickey. Come on. Or Maki now. I'm calling him Maki Rourke. Maki, Maki, Maki Rourke, yeah. And it's so funny when you just write stuff really quickly in your notes on your phone yeah. and it's like, yeah. hey, man, Mickey. But yeah. but yeah, point blank, well, that's not that great either, but I'm just kidding. It's just like... <laughs> Point blank to section eight. I, you could, if you look at Mickey Rourke's career now, it's really not great. Yeah, you know he's really fallen off since I guess Iron Man two or um, Expendables. I don't think he cares. No, it's like well, he really he hasn't cared. A lot. He's one of the first people who didn't care. Yeah, I wonder if for him getting in Iron Man two, right? Because you know the 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 comic book Marvel movie blockbuster. To be a character in one of those, whether it's a hero or a baddie, um, and like you said, Expendables comes out the same year. I wonder if for him, and then also, you know, two years before that, right, he does The Wrestler. So right. where he's, I think he was nominated for an Oscar for that. So it's like almost like a sense that within that two-year span, he was able to maybe prove to himself that he still has it, and so mm -hmm. now it doesn't really matter. Like you know, no, he like, doesn't care anymore at all. No, he That's doesn't. The thing. He, right, it's almost like he doesn't like that. That movie War Pigs. Um, the the guy who who, who made that. that film. He was on Sean Malloy's I Must Break This Podcast, and mm -hmm. Sean asked him about the character. So so in that movie, um, uh, Rourke plays a, a colonel that wears a cowboy hat, 
And of course he does. Yeah, and he asked him, he said, was that in the in the script or was that something where Mickey Rourke shows up with a cowboy hat and you just had to go with it? And he said it was the second thing. I, Mickey uh, Rourke showed up with a cowboy <laughs> hat and you just had to go with it. So That's funny. Well, because he does it all the time. Right, exactly. I think it tells you all you need to know there. I could see it's very, very <laughs> – Mickey Rourke is a weird dude, I guess. but Because <laughs> yeah. he, he's made a lot of these movies in the past, let's say, I would say seven, eight years are all bad. Or not, yes. you know – Junkie, you know mm-hmm. what's um, I not trauma. What's it going? It's like I I call trauma, but it has a gunpoint oh. trauma. <laughs> Let me try to get blood force trauma. Blood force trauma. Blood force trauma. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's like I watched it. Oh, Mickey Rooks in this. Oh, he's wearing a cowboy hat. He's looking silly, and of course, not to forget about skin traffic, which could be his best work. Right. Where he's looking like Jerry Lewis, and it's like yeah, it's like. Or overweight, like that kind of overweight Jay Lewis that he was for a while. Yes, at the end there. Like, yes, yeah. And like, Ugh. and then, <laughs> but I like them in skin traffic. But he, what's good about Mickey Rourke is that he has it still because he has the voice kind of. Yeah. And it's funny to watch Mickey Rourke in these kind of silly movies. Like, why are you in these? You should be in, like the Brad Pitt, where you could just make a movie. Yeah. And it would be in the theater. Yeah. But then. Well, he used to have that, I guess. And I remember back in the day, this is in 2000, 2000 I said this to Brett. It's like that. Mickey Rourke's going to make a comeback. Yeah. I have a feeling. And then he yeah. did with the wrestler. Yeah. And then yeah. now he fell off again. And then now I don't even care if he makes a right. comeback or not. Well, because you know what he did recently? I didn't even know this. He was in a movie called Berlin, I Love You in 2019, which is a. Um, there's like a, a series of these, like New York, I Love You, Paris. Oh, that, I've heard of that. France, maybe? Or the... Yes, exactly. Paris, Jetem. Yeah. Paris, yeah, like, Paris, yeah. They get these directors to like all do like segments of it's like kind of a you know collection of movies. And so um, he's he's in this with a whole bunch of big names. I mean, you know, Helen Mirren's in it, Kira Knightley, um, you know, it, Luke Wilson's. So it's like he still has that ability to get into those kind of things. I wonder if from his standpoint, it's it's enough for him to know that like he can do that kind of thing that he'll do he these paycheck his, movies. Yeah, he needs to put his mind to it because it's like I really I think he just has to care more. Right. You know, right. But unfortunately, he does not. No. And it's, it's like, and it's sad. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been saying this for years now. Like, what's this new one he's making called Hunt Club? Yes. And it's like, okay, there's Mina Savari, Casper Van Dien, and Mickey Rourke, and guess he's wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah, they're both wearing cowboy hats, Casper and Mickey. Yeah, so it's like that could be a good one, but it's like this is like okay, get ready for um <laughs> to be on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. And then, but yeah, I guess I would overall recommend Section Eight. Um, yeah, I think yeah. you know I think yeah. what it is with Section Eight, I think for people is one, I think one, if you're a Dolph Lundgren mm-hmm. completist, I think yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's, yeah. this is this is worth checking out. Um, I don't know about so much for Scott Adkins fans. I think nice to see him. I guess. Yeah, I think I think if you're thinking of Scott Adkins, Dolph Lundgren together, Castle Falls is a better one for that. Um, yeah, still gonna watch that one. Still gonna watch Legendary. I know I've been sitting that one for. Legendary is rough. So Castle Falls okay. is on Tubi. I I, I don't know okay. if Legendary still is or not. Legendary okay. is rough. It used to be hanging around, sitting on it. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think your point about the Dermot Mulrooney factor yes. it makes this a very unique film. This is why it's recommended, for sure. Because yeah. Dermot is now making these silly movies. Yeah. And, like, for example, he made also Agent Game, which I want to see with Mel Gibson. Yes. Yeah. He's like, he's, I mean, he's finally resigned. So I've been yeah. saying 
Yeah, and, but, uh, but I, I, I think that's think, great. I, I think that's enough for this. And I, but I think you're right too. I think what we talked about, I think one, either A, if you know someone who has AMC Plus or you have it yourself, you know, stream it that way. Yeah. Or I don't think a full price rental is worth it, but a dollar. Um, I mean, I guess dollars there. Yeah, I mean, four dollars. Four dollars. I know it like sounds a, like we're being cheapos, but yeah, yeah try to get it for a dollar, dollar or less. <laughs> yeah, I think like you know when you think of four dollars, like yes, you know, four dollars goes real quick at like Taco Bell. You know, like I think like a chalupa is maybe like that much now or something. Wow, wow. Yeah. about inflation. You're gonna get a chalupa for less than four dollars. <laughs> yeah, I think like I think it's like three eighty something for depending on. Well, I guess it depends on what you get on the chalupa. Maybe I think it's like you get the oh, supreme. Okay. We get like extra like in the chalupa yeah. supreme. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so right. So it's like when you're Taco Bell, you you know you, you spend ten bucks easy to get a meal. And that's that you've had your Taco Bell. Whereas like a movie, you know, it's like trying to, to say like, is it worth a $4 rental? But I think no. you have to look at the fact that like, it's it would be like if Taco Bell had a system, like if there was a, 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 a version of Taco Bell where you could eat for free and watch commercials while you're eating. Um, the <laughs> fact that movies have that option means that the money is completely different. I think if that makes sense. No, I get that because I feel like if I do Taco Bell in section eight, I don't know. I guess yeah, I Taco Bell. Yeah, I mean like, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. especially basically that's the movie in a nutshell. I mean like, it was it was a tough decision, but I'll I'll take yeah. Taco Bell I guess because it's a bit more fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, no, it's still a good movie. I still like the movie. I mean, I'm just kidding around, but yeah, it's just... <laughs> no, but it's it's a good point. Yeah. I think I don't know how many people that listen have AMC Plus for the Shutter factor. Yeah, I don't know. I, oh, yeah, Shutter. Yeah, because you, right, you buy it and you get AMC Plus kind of tacked on. Yeah, exactly. And, and if if you're in that boat, I think this would be worth checking out. Like if you already subscribed to AMC Plus, I think this is worth watching it for that. Um, you know, I think for us, right? You know, there's the other, there's that added piece of it that like we can kind of make lemonade out of lemons, where we can get podcast material or blog post material or things like that out of a out of a movie like this. So it has that added value. But um, yeah, I think the Dolph factor for Dolph completists, like this is, you know, it's not it's not you're, it's not going to make any top ten Dolph list. Um, I don't no, think it would no. make any of our unsung Dolph lists. No, um, not not at all. I think about maybe doing like unsung Dudikoff, by the way. Yeah. Um, I know we did Dudikoff on your show, the Dude Abides. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, there's always more Dudikoff to be had, and you know, he's someone. Dudikoff is someone who he has kind of stopped working, and it, like, it looks like he's maybe trying to make a comeback. I'd love to see him in something like this, like you know, yeah, a, he should be in these Section A movies. That's a good point. Yeah, like an angry curl or something, you know? Yeah, at least that'd be great to see him again. He's just doing nothing. That's fine. He can do nothing, but yeah, you know, yeah, at least he's still got Dolph. You know, he's like yeah. a Dolph. He's still making these things. Maybe I didn't want to see Operation Seawolf, and I never said this last time, but yeah. I just haven't seen it for free yet. <laughs> right, exactly. So. That one's still a rental. Um, yeah. yeah, I did. I did do Pups Alone for people that are out there for Pups Alone. I had. Oh, you have a Pups Alone update. Yeah. So well. So um. Yeah, because Mitch from uh Video Vacuum. By the time this podcast is released, it'll the the Mitch from the Video Vacuum uh, Christmas episode will already have been out. Um, oh, okay. It's kind of like a, a tradition with him now because um I first had him on back when I first brought the podcast back. I think I had you guys on to talk about Red Brown and then I had him on to mm. talk about I think DTV comic book movies and we started talking about Elves because that's his favorite Christmas movie. Well, it is a classic uh, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I think I don't think 
nobody else has reviewed it. I think Mitch is maybe the only one that we know of that's reviewed it. But the Haggerty, and, and just I think alone, I think just and the AIP factor, of course, too. Um, it's just, that's it's a good one because I, I watched a couple years ago and definitely delivered with all the silly elves <laughs> being Nazis or whatever. It's yeah. like, yeah. you know, that might be a spoiler, but I mean, like, yeah, it's it's something about that movie. Just, you, just, you just kind of strap in, okay, we're, let's get silly. Yeah, you know, it's like, um, yeah. It, and so I've had him on now to talk about Christmas movies like the past couple of years. So he he was on, I think it was not last year, but two years ago, I had him on to talk about Santa's Summer House. Um, oh, that's right. I remember yeah. that one, yes. Yeah, and so then I figured, well, Pups Alone was available free on the Roku channel, so let's do it. That one think. is a slog. It okay. is a tough sit. Um, I, I think, so if you're talking about a Dolph movie that you want to get you know, into right now, I think Section 8, whatever fault Section 8 had, I don't think it had a slog factor to it the way. No, you know, I think just maybe just the beginning. Yeah. And overall, then it got they got overall better. But yeah. Yeah. Get through the beginning a little bit, and Dolph's in the beginning, and then yeah. He, then Quantum hanging around with Mickey Rourke for like, and it's like, and then it's like, hey, you don't really care. Yeah. But then it got better. But yeah, so Pups Alone. I mean, like, I guess I'll avoid it. I know we talk about this movie all the time, but yeah. I mean, I mean, again, for if you're a Dolph completist, you know, if you're like. I got to see all of Dolph's stuff. It's worth checking out, but it's, it's, yeah, it's a tough sit. All and right, I think I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. I mean. Section eight is like the kind of like Pups Alone is a tough sit for free. Like I'm saying, like, you know, you don't <laughs> spend any money on it and yeah, it's, still, it's still a tough sit. You want your money yeah. back. They say, I got to free all my money back. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Section eight, I think, I think you'd feel a little bit robbed if you spent four bucks on it. I think, you know. Well, exactly, yeah. So I think most people want to watch these newer dolls. I would probably watch them for free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it helps because, again, there isn't a lot of Dolph in this for Dolph fans. I think it's more like just from a completist standpoint to be able to see him. I mean, he, his character walks with a limp, so you get to see him um, do that bit of acting where he's... Um, right, because he got except, a good shot. Right, it's like... Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. He did yeah. a good job, and then he's in the kitchen, and he's, like, doing yeah. all his dialogue. So when he falls off, you know, because I remember when, like, Stone's like, what, he, he gave Dolph lines in movies? It's like, well, Dolph yeah. can act. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he's, he's he's definitely, like, a good character in this, and I think, yeah, you know. Yeah, so he could be, like, a good character actor actor now. If he wants yeah. to be, with some action stuff yeah. he has to do, you know. He's wearing his Dolph suit at the end, and it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> you gotta yeah. love it. He's got <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's so bulky, so it's just really funny. Just like, <laughs> yeah, Dolph in a suit. Like when I think of like, the best Dolph was um, it was a Who's movie on? that he did um, uh, the Tracker, which was over. I, I still have to watch it. I I only we can give me a spoiler. I don't really care. No, no, well, there's I mean, no like, spoiler necessarily because I mean overall it's 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 still a bit of a, a, a of a slog, but it has um, there's a scene where he's sitting at a cafe. And he's got like the, the like the nice coat on with the scarf, and he's sipping espresso in Italy, and that was like kind of a great Dolph like stylish kind of thing. I think you know, um, like you said, like with the suits, it's kind of difficult sometimes because he's so big, and uh, yeah. you, you really you have to spend a lot of money. I think for Dolph, I, I don't think a movie that we watch has the budget to get a really good tailor to get a suit that that looks good on him. Um, I think when he gets his own suits, like when he does an award show or something, he yeah he, yeah, he can he get his own suits. But when he when yeah. you see a suit on him, it looks kind. Of, I just kind of laugh. Right, just, exactly. Like yeah. you can't help but laugh. Or like any meathead in a suit, it's just like <laughs> like you know I'm called Dolph a meathead, but you know what I mean. No, no. like let's say uh, Deron McVie or whatever yes. when um, Immortal Kombat, he's wearing that cummerbund 
tuxedo. Oh, yeah. Now, that's funny. Yeah, that was fantastic. It's, that, that's uh, yeah, an outfit for the ages. With PM Entertainment, they're like, okay, Deron McBee and, 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 you know, and, and Skyscraper, they're like, no, no, we're not going to do a suit. What we're going to do is the vest and pants of the suit with no shirt underneath and no coat. And, and like, like we say, he's pulling the llamas. Right, you know, exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, llamas needs to come back. Why is he in these? He should be in Section 9. Yes. It's like, yeah. Where's Lamas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question because yeah. he, you're right. He, you know, I don't know. Do you, do you still follow him on Instagram? I think I used, I do. Yeah. Unless he went away. Like, yeah. I think he was at Disneyland recently. I think that's what I saw. Okay. Like, <laughs> it seems like he and his, his wife are traveling and, and, and doing, doing stuff. stuff. So maybe he's not making movies. I don't know. Well, um, well, do you remember when Dean Cochran wanted us to go to LA? <laughs> You know, the guy from Target of Opportunity, the actor. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, you can come by and visit me. He's like, I can visit Dean Cockles from Target Opportunity in LA. That you're just, I'm just a fan, I guess. But it's like, do you really mean that? That seems really, that's pretty nice. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I would, I get my Target Opportunity signed. It's yeah. like, or as I used to call it, Target of Awesome Opportunity. Right. That's more of a... <laughs> When that came out, this is going to be the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Ah, yes. I like, that's a very great you know, thing I say on the other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, Lama's, that would be the best if he was just like, hey, guys, come on out here to, to Disneyland and hang out with us. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I was like, well, when you when when you made Bad Blood, did you always, did you jump over the car yourself? Yeah. It's like, when you made Viper, it's like, <laughs> that's the only question I'll ask. Can you imagine? You know what? I did. I didn't use a springboard at all. Yeah. Right. Goodbye. <laughs> That really is like the pinnacle of awesome action is bad blood or, or I watched the Viper version, but yeah, yeah, there's something there's, there's that movie. Like there's like five really good nineties action B action flicks. That has to be in the top five. Yeah. Lama's nineties DTV action. I mean, obviously, you know, he's, he was big with PM entertainment, you know, at the same time he's making renegade, he's making these other movies, but it's amazing. I mean, I'm still amazed by that. How do you do that? I know yeah. it was. It's not it like was, he's going to testify at some trial like Billy D. Williams does in Eighteen Rules of Justice. Wait, wait. It's like he's actually on these episodes. He must yeah. work night and day. Yeah, he's. He, when we think, I think it's a thing that I think for people nowadays they they kind of forget, or maybe I don't know, maybe they don't forget. But you know, when we think of like that golden age of like kind of eighties into the nineties, like Lama's nineties direct to video was like. He he was a big piece of why the '90s worked with direct-to-video. Because you you have Lamas, and he's always kind of fun to watch, and you just yeah. can't help but enjoy it. And you got Renegade, and it's yes. and I bought the Immortal. I got somewhat of an okay deal online yeah. on it, so I'll watch it in the new year. But and I'll keep you posted. Yeah, so, I haven't I've seen that. Finally, I watched Air America. We got showed you that picture. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say. Was, so now, how did that work? Was it Air America then the Immortal? Is I that the, think the it was. Oh, I don't remember, but I think, I think it was Air. I think it was Immortal first, then Air America. Okay. So. Yeah. And what's he's like reading a book in his journal, whatever each episode. That's a, <laughs> a behind like a green screen of a plane. It's like. Right, exactly. it's, it's not a bad show. I've enjoyed it. So I'll watch the Immortal in the new year. I just don't have time this year, but. Yeah. Um, I'll yeah. be. I'll be good. And then, Twenty-two more episodes of, of Llamas. In terms of what Llamas is up to. Um, 
There's a movie called Scorpion Girl The Awakening that was made in 2020 that doesn't seem to have anything, like any release or anything. It's got uh, Aki, uh, Aki Aliang in, as well, and then okay. um, Donna that, yeah. Lee Heising. So it's it's kind of really on that low budget, but then there's there's Lamas in there. I'm wondering with some of these things, if he's just like showing up for a minute and and that's it. Um, I don't know if he's... if he. There's a movie called Sons of Thunder that looks like a Christian series that he a Christian biker. Well, there's that old show, that spinoff of Walker Texas Ranger called Sons of Thunder. Right, exactly. Right, and this is that came somehow came back. That one's coming back. Oh, Ethan Walker is the character. I wonder if they're bringing that show back because no way. um, Because I heard they were bringing back, um, um, no, maybe not. It's it's, the character happens to be uh, Walker, but it's also got Vanessa Angel from uh, um, the Weird Science, the TV show. Yeah, Weird Science and Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin. That's right. Yeah, um, Don Swayze's in this this as well. This TV series. So I don't Wait, know what the this Walker is on. show that's on the CW. No, so this is. I, I guess the character just happens to be Walker. Maybe it just happens to be a. Um, uh, okay. um, he's playing show, a character. I didn't watch it, but yeah, no, because I, I, I hear there's no action, so I skipped it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The, yeah, I don't think this is. I think this is a coincidence that his character's name is Walker. That he's. Not, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not the spinoff. So, um, yeah. yeah um, if so, I made a show, if I made like a. Some of the Thunder and Walker's into a reboot or whatever. Yeah. I, it had to be a guarantee two seasons. Yeah. I wanted to get canceled no. for a while. Let's, no. let's give me a year of enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all Walker, Texas Ranger was, was, you know, Chuck Norris driving around in a, a huge pickup truck and just beating the crap out of people. Um, yeah, you know, 100 plus episodes. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it, fun. It was. And you had Claren- the, the late Car- Clarence Gillier, who unfortunately. A lot of lates in this episode. I know. Yeah. I know. We're having in the lates. Like, other people, other people passing with us, yeah. unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm looking at at La- uh, Lamas's his bio, and and I'm not. It's strange that I'm not seeing like the movies that you would see with everybody else in this period of these, like you know, like like you look at Rourke's bio in this period, and you just see a bunch of like these direct-to-video things that aren't they're low budget, but they're not like so low budget, and they're like. You know, um, you know, people are starring in them with him, like, you know, like maybe John Malkovich or Michael J. White or whoever. And I'm not seeing that with Lamas. And I wonder if maybe he's just he's not bothering anymore with this stuff. I mean, yeah, maybe he just doesn't care anymore. If I was Lamas, I was like, you know, I'd rest on my laurels. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, my Lamas laurels. So it's just, I would. I mean, he's good fan conventions, you know, sign some immortal DVDs. <laughs> yeah. sign, sign those DVDs of just like two episodes of Renegade that people find sometimes. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's like not the complete series because they're expensive. You know? right. Right. So, so here's the two episodes you can find on a DVD. So, yeah. I mean, when you I, look at his, 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 his IMDb bio, they have the, you know, the four pictures that they have. Uh-huh. And one of the four is is the the Renegade DVD set with you know him and Branscombe <laughs> Richmond and Kathleen Kinmont. Um, so you know they know where they're bred. You know, I mean, he said it. Remember, he said on his on his uh, Instagram that that uh, uh, um, Reno Reigns was his uh, his Rocky. Um, That's true, and yeah, I would love to see a Renegade. Well, I don't want to see a Renegade reboot because you got 100 plus episodes of enjoyment. Yeah, you know, I wanted to get sullied. Yes. You know, and, yeah. But if you do it again, you just got to have to have all three. You can't have any goofy kids or no. someone. Oh, I guess they would, right? It would be like Renegade's kids or whatever. Arena Reigns' kids, Vince Black. Right. And right. then it's like, <laughs> which one? So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, is, 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 is Stephen J. Cannell still with us? Because I think. That no, he's be... not. We're losing everybody. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, Dutch Dixon 
was one of the best baddies on a TV <laughs> series great. ever. Yeah. We're very lucky. We're so lucky to even have this program for over 100 episodes. I mean, there were almost 150 plus episodes of Lamas TV. Yeah. So I could be like, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> there's something about it. So here comes some silliness. That's why I'm really excited for The Immortal. Um, yes, I, it took me I'm years. Ex- it took me 10, almost 20 years to try to get to the show. Yeah, because I've seen some episodes. I remember it was on TV. You know, I would, I would catch episodes here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I've never really, really watched it. Like, I think I have to. I'm, I mean, I probably should go back and watch Renegade because it's been so long since I've watched that. Um, you can never go wrong with that. No, I mean. Ever. And, and it's on, <laughs> it's on like, all the, the streamers for free. So. Oh, good, good. No, yeah. I just shell out the cat. Well, actually, it wasn't that much money. I got a good deal for it on Amazon. Yeah, ten years ago, when when that's popular, I think if I looked it on eBay right now, I'd be like one hundred and fifty dollars or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I got it, it for about forty. What is the correct amount? Yeah, because there was that period of time, like in the early two thousands, when everything was being put on DVD. Yep, and, and now it's getting harder and harder to find those. Yeah, I remember my advice. I got for some reason I did get season four. I don't know why. Um, I think it was one of those things where it was like I got one, two, and three, and then when I was at the oh, wait, store, what, what show again? Miami Vice. Um, oh, Miami Vice. Okay. Yeah. And for the reason season four wasn't available, so I just picked up five while I was there. And then for a period of time, it was always on streaming. Like for a period of time, a lot of these shows were always on streaming. And now they've taken some of them away, like Miami Vice. So now I'm kind of stuck with if I want to do a rewatch of Miami Vice because I've got three of the four seasons. And of course, that four, season four one, I think, is, is again, like you said, it's expensive to find that. I know. It's really hard. I mean, like, what is, I guess, if I did that, like, I, I watched all those blind spots. Yeah. I watched all three seasons on DVD, and I jumped, or four seasons, I think. Then yeah. season five, I jumped to uh, Hulu or whatever. And first off, don't ever watch season five of Blind Spot. Okay. I it was almost torture. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, the first season's good, and yeah. maybe the second season, and yeah. then after that, jump, just jump because season five is all bickering, <laughs> bicker spots, I called it. Bicker so it's like, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was, and. I mean, we're still on today to turn the Blue Bloods, which yeah. <laughs> if we're talking about Blue Bloods again, you might have to wrap up. Okay. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't watched this latest episode. Uh, yeah, I watched last week's. Uh, I don't remember what happened. I don't know. I don't, what happened last week's Blue Bloods? I don't remember. That's <laughs> They had some food, I guess, at the end. The plots are just all nothing these days. Because it used to be Donnie Wahlberg, like he's killing people, he's beating up suspects, he's doing stuff. Madsen was on an episode. Oh, yes, like, yeah. And then now it's just dying where we get the surface level tough. It's like, okay, dude, get me your phone, dude. And it's like, okay, let's let's wrap this up. It's been on for 12 years. And I think I talked about every episode of every podcast that Blue Blood needs to wrap up. But yeah, I, just, I mean, if you're out of ideas. Do, you kind of get the feeling, because I think this is kind of how I feel about some shows where it's like you, you started with it and you've gotten this far. Yes, you exactly. Yeah, you got you got to keep going, and I I think a lot of these shows I think they do. I, it's interesting. Like I wonder like how many how many people give up on a show at a certain point and say okay I'm done with it, and how many people stick with it, well, and how much they like, make the commitment. You know, I mean, once yeah. Blue Bloods is done, hey look, I watched all 15 seasons of Blue Bloods. Probably that's going to be the end of that. And yeah. then I still watch 911 and The Rookie. Yeah, and it's like 911 is now awful. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you watched that show. Just they must have cut the budget by like 65% or something because there's nothing going on anymore of these waggy emergencies. It used to be like tsunamis and like earthquakes and like, <laughs> right. look, there was money on the screen. 
now it's I wonder. Like, yeah, I wonder. Bassett looking grumpy at a grill or whatever. It's like, that's all you have? It's like, well, it's a it's an interesting thing you mentioned. So I, I haven't watched much of 911, but one of the things about Fox, right, is that the TV and movie apparatus was bought out by Disney. Mm-hmm. And they've been, you know, if you notice on Hulu, if you watch something like Prey, it's now 20th Century Studios. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, because I know I heard Disney was losing money on certain things, like I think with the original programming, I, but I wonder if they were funneling money to shows like Andor and, oh, uh, that's you a know, great point. I bet yeah, they're doing that. Right. And so then, you know, a show like, because I think one of the problems is with TV nowadays is that there's an assumption that nobody watches programming on actual TV, right? They always want to watch the streaming version of it and stuff like that. But I, and so I wonder like, yeah, from a market standpoint, like Disney's putting all this money into these Marvel and, and Star Wars TV shows when a show like 911 that one, they get free advertising, or not, it's free, but you know when they when they play football games, NFL games. It's like if you watch an NFL game on a Sunday, you right, get you get yeah, like then to nine one one and Fox nine da, 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 right da, exactly da, every da. commercial break tells you about nine one one yeah it and, does and, and like I would I never would have known nine one one existed if it wasn't for commercials during football games. So <laughs> so you're getting this free advertising. That that makes people say like, hey, maybe I'll check this show out. And I wonder, yeah, I do wonder if the if the if if Disney, because like I heard that their CEO, there's like a huge uh, shakeup with Disney where the old CEO is coming back to yeah, take I heard over about from this the news. Yeah, like, he's gone and Iger's back in. Or, right. Yeah. Bob so, Iger, I guess. Oh, I, oh, I forgot. I love Bob Iger. Right. right. I have to say that in a robotic voice, or we get canceled right. Right. by Disney Plus. Not just Disney. Disney Plus cancels us. Right, exactly. Like they, well, they have no podcast. power anymore. He's yeah, lost suddenly, all his freezer head juice. Yeah, like, suddenly like they, they talk to Spotify about my podcast, and they're like, "Hey, <laughs> you know, there's, there's these free streams that he's getting every week. He's done. Get him out of he's here. Done. You know? He's done. He's done. Cut yeah, him yeah. off. Yeah, you yeah. mentioned Iger. Cut him off. You get two Iger mentions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but but I do wonder if maybe him coming back, if maybe they start to redistribute. Because I've heard that like Disney Plus is losing the money because of that, which. It makes no sense that Disney Plus is losing the money when they've got tons of content on there already. I mean, it's like you could I, I, I have like half the Marvel movies I've never seen, but I've got Disney Plus because I've got it bundled with Hulu. And I'm, essentially my wife exactly. and I got Hulu and ESPN Plus. And it was like, oh, well, for the same price of Hulu and ESPN Plus, you can get Disney Plus as well. So we just did the, the bundle. And then it's like, oh, I can watch some of these things on Disney Plus. But. Like I don't watch I, I I watch like the Mandalorian and um and the Boba Fett series, but I don't really watch like the original stuff on there. It's more like oh a movie you know a Marvel movie that I haven't seen before, or like I, I caught up on all the Star Wars films that I hadn't seen yet on there. So it does it, it, I think it makes more sense for them to be using all of their properties that they have that they, you know it's like if you make a movie, put it on Disney Plus and have it already there, and then to be putting their money into shows like Nine One One. There's still enough of a market of people out there that want to watch TV. That's true. People still want to watch TV like TV. It, it yeah. can't be completely gone because right. I pay through the nodes for TV and cable, but right. it's fine. I'll keep paying. Right. But, here. And then I'll make my uh, grievances on not on a podcast, but just right. like to say Comcast is wonky. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, 
So yeah, so I understand that. So hopefully they can put more money into these shows and make it better again. Yeah. Or or not. But <laughs> but oh, I haven't talked about Section Eight in about forty minutes now. Um, <laughs> that's kidding. But yeah, I should. I could probably let you go. I don't want to take up all your time. Yeah. Well, no, um, I think you know. Well, we're wrapping up here. Why don't we? Yeah, sure. We'll do the we'll do the, the standard plugs. Oh, pluggos. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Come up into reviews.net. You just probably type that into the old Google machine, and you'll find everything. Time Action Rocks on Instagram. I post a Revenge of the Red Baron. Um, yes. Mickey Rooney silly movie. I don't know if you saw that post. I did see this morning. I wasn't sure what it was. I was like, Mickey Rooney, what is he doing? And then I, then I well, I, see, I, the kid on the on the cover is supposed to be Toby Maguire. Right. If you look very closely on the back, you can see Toby. He's like a young Toby Maguire. But yeah. the kid in the front is nowhere to be found. That's right. supposed to be Toby. Which makes it really, it's, a, it's a really wacky movie. That's yeah. 78 minutes of credit. So it's like, thank goodness. Not that yeah. it was bad, but it was really, it was it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I watched like a couple weeks ago with some friends. It was it was fun. Uh, and then that's about it for plugs. Uh, yeah, just you type that in, you'll find us. Oh, on the podcast, which uh, you'll be on. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, actually, talking about no subject part six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, so that'll be good. We got some good ones. So yeah, all written down. Yeah, and your your podcast it usually we say I I think I had this conversation with Will when he was on mm-hmm. the the podcasts drop right they don't post or, or <laughs> yeah they drop they drop yeah. yeah and usually it's like the first and fifteenth right yes you, it is usually it is I but I don't think we really missed a a deadline on that so yeah, yeah. so when we do yours you'll be on the november 15th so yeah or sorry december 15th yeah so, so this podcast then, will you, will be out after that so okay uh, yeah okay. So, we'll, we'll, good. so no subject so people can go i mean people should already be subscribed to your podcast anyway because oh, it is thanks um, yeah it's into yours yeah i mean itunes but i mean i don't know what you know i mean everybody uses I listen on itunes because i got these apple you know these phone uh Take them a jigs, you know. Yeah, it, it's great because one, one of the things that's kind of funny is that like I'll if I subscribe on iTunes to your podcast, now that my phone is like a little bit, it's it's a little bit more recent that it's the SE version. Um, I get notifications when your podcast is there, so it's like, mm. oh, new new podcast episode, uh, come up its reviews, and I I can click on it and be like, oh, okay, here we go. Um, and, yeah, and, I forget what we did last time. It was. No, was it, it was Matt. It was Matt's, and then we did the other one. I forget. That. It was the it was, oh, um, Born Soldier. Born Soldier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So all yeah. the Born movies and all the Soldier movies. So, yeah. so, so, so I think you guys talked about Soldier Boys, which um we yeah. did. Yes. And yeah. we talk, I just I I kick myself because we should have switched that. That should have been second <laughs> to last. Of course, Soldiers of Fortune, our favorite movie, should have been last. Yeah. Which yeah. I think I mentioned you on the show, and it's like, well, it's our favorite movie and our favorite fight. Yes. Of all time. Yes. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, Christian Slater, Cole Meany, it doesn't really get much better than that in a fight no, scene. So, yeah. It doesn't. I don't yeah. forget any other fights. I forget any Scott Atkins beating up people in casinos and Section 8. Forget anything else. No, <laughs> this is the fight to remember. It's like Prevagen, the name to remember. Oh, yes. Walking Dead. Well, well, I mean, I mean, think of a, of a casino fight. I mean, we we, um, we recently lost Christy McVie from uh, um, uh, Christy V from uh, from um, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac, you know, yeah. our buddy Mick Fleetwood from uh, Mick, Zero Tolerance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even that, like, even talking about Section 8 with Scott Atkins beating people up in a casino, which was a good scene. It was great, like, watching yeah, him do fun. that. But it still doesn't quite match what Zero Tolerance does in casinos. I mean, you, you shoot Mick <laughs> Fleetwood between the eyes, and then you blow up the Vegas Strip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that was, or you can just do that one thing, right. and then you, you know, the, then you blow up basically half of Vegas. It's like, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is one of the best PM. I mean, maybe my personal favorite, actually. Yeah, yeah. Besides the sweeper, the sweeper and then zero tolerance. But I think I yeah. talked about it a million so times. Yeah, I think I've got recoil sweeper and zero tolerance, or you know, last man standings in there too. It's like yeah, last man standing, yeah. So. Yeah, you, there's so you can't go wrong with any of those. For it's funny, like yeah, it's it's we, we could do we could do that podcast every day, just like every every episode. <laughs> just we just kind of just sing the praises of all five of those movies or four or yeah. five of those movies. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. But <laughs> but yeah, but but no, but I think yeah, again, you know, for the podcast, I think um, yeah, uh, definitely people. Well, thanks, I mean, by the way. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you, like you guys have said, you're on most podcatchers. I think that's. Yeah, um, I think we're on all. Well, I'm not sure if we're still on. If we're actually on Stitcher yet, you know, it's been a couple. Stitcher is hard because they they outsourced their login oh, okay. to their, their, their portal to another company. But when you when you use that portal um, to to go into Stitcher, you can actually add on Stitcher and Pandora through that portal. So okay, um, so. yeah. It, if, so if you go to their website, it's like it's like I don't know what the company is, but there's some other company that they, that that you you create an account with, and then you put your podcast on there. But it it posts it not only to Stitcher but also Pandora. I see, I see. So yeah. I'll look into that one of these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta say, um, thanks again for having me on do these Bruce's. We'll have to do like a the Kevin Dillon version next. Yeah, or Eric I, Roberts. You don't do yeah. all just Bruce. I think that so, it's too much of a crapshoot with these Bruce Willis movies. Yeah, we could stick to some, we could do some other people, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, Kevin Dillon, there's always going to be material there, I think. So. Yeah, Kevin <laughs> Dillon, uh, let's see, Eric Roberts, Mickey Rourke, people yeah. like that. Yeah, if Dermot yeah. gets into the Dermot Maroney, if we can see Agent Game, I'd like to see that. So. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. So, yeah, yeah so we've, we've definitely got some other places to go here. But, yeah, but, yeah thank you again for coming on. Oh, this you're welcome. another fun one. And, um, yeah, it was. Yeah. We'll kind of keep our eye out for some some more free streamers that we can chat about. Exactly. Future yeah. episodes. I'll keep an eye out because it usually pops up right yeah. after Gasoline Alley, right? Exactly right. <laughs> but, right. But they keep trying that. to get us to watch Gasoline Alley. So yeah. I rewatched it. I'll watch it again. Fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, well, thanks again, Ty. And uh, thanks everybody You're for welcome. listening. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye.